Oh my god, that stuff is strong. All right. Welcome back, Alex. Thanks, John. It's good to be back. I'm thrilled to have you here. As you can see, repeat guests get steak and whiskey. Yay! <laughs> we love that for us. I'm just having a good time. But I was kind of happy because I was like, all right, I haven't talked to you in a while. And I had a really good time talking yeah. to you the original time. Yeah, I think last time we talked, we talked mostly about um, sales, uh, gender, like masculinity, femininity, um, and a few other stuff. Which you know I love the sales psychology stuff because we both work in sales. And yes. We both work on different sides of it. Yeah. Well, sort of the same side. What would you say? Um, I, I work, I do door to door, so I'm like face to face. Literally the most direct of all direct sales. Mm, and, I, and I sell a, a service, but it's a finance package. So rather than somebody having to spend like $4,000, $5,000 of equipment, they're just spending like $100 subscription. So you, I'm selling like a, like a subscription. I'm a loan officer, essentially. It's interesting, because I always thought of it as you selling a product. It is a product, but it's like a service and a product together, and they're financing it, sure. right, um, it, within a loan. So instead of having to spend, you know, that total amount of money, I can do a 0% down um, financed equipment. So it's just a monthly subscription. I'm sure people love that. They do. Yeah. No, they do love it, right? And I love the way I frame it. I just, I love sales just in general. It's been one of my favorite skill sets to learn and, like, adapt to. I've had to learn it. I think some people are hardwired to it, and I think you might be. There's there's a couple people I know that don't work in it that are hardwired to it, mm. and they complain about not having anything that they want. I'm like, dude, you love people. Yeah. You cannot help yourself but sell things. Yeah. What are you doing working a salary job? No, 100%. Like, um, I believe like extroverts should be catering to their skill set of being an extroverted person and probably go into something like sales. Um, can introverted people do good at sales? Yes, but can they excel to the level of extroverted people? Probably not. And then it's like vice versa. Like if you're an accountant, right? You probably want an introverted accountant, right? Or like some some, some realm of like that kind of job uh, cycle because you, you wouldn't want an extroverted person doing your accounting because they're too busy talking to people and not doing the, the work that they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. You want a boring banker. You, you, don't, want, you don't want a fun banker. Yes. <laughs> if you have a fun banker, you should be worried. You should be very scared. Yeah. If you love calling and talking to your banker for an hour, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're like, what the heck is going on? And yeah. if, you, if you don't get that, you'll get it soon. Yeah, yeah, in the long term. Yeah. That's what I know a guy in town, and he's a banker, and he's a wonderful guy. But he is definitely one of those people where I'm like, all right, Chris, we can have a... Sorry, Chris, if you're listening to this. I love you, man. But Sorry, like, we could definitely have a conversation for an hour, and I'm like... This was good. Okay, I'll see you in a few months. You're a wonderful guy, but <laughs> we, uh, we definitely run out of things to talk about at some point. Yeah, no, my, I actually just hired a new financial planner. His name's uh, Jason Palmer. Um, he's a Utah a good guy. Good shout out. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. So every year for my job, they'll bring in um, like a guy. His name's Jason, and he'll just do like a free seminar on like, you know, finances. Um, because most of the people who do my line of work are just young kids yeah. and they make a lot of money and they just spend it on stupid shit. So it's really cool to have somebody that will come on and like, kind of like, you know, lay out some groundwork. So this is like my fourth time, like speaking to him. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to start building my team, so to speak. Right. So I have an accountant and now I just hired a financial advisor. Um, and, and I love it. Right. Because there's like, for me, I would love to use money as like a tool Right. And I would rather pay someone to get like a higher rate of return versus like me having to go in and figure everything out. Obviously, you need some like knowledge yourself. Right. But I'm OK with paying somebody to do something for me. So that way it frees up time for myself. Does that kind of make sense? You know what that's called? What is that called? 
becoming an adult. Yay! <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. Because, you know, I always remembered sitting in college and I went through the finance program at Florida Gulf Coast. And so in the finance program, everyone thinks they know everything. I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. the... We have a rudimentary num- we have a rudimentary knowledge of numbers and everything. We can do it ourselves. Why would you ever pay someone to do that? Mm. I was like, you're gonna, I think you're gonna come to a point where you realize that that's just not the smartest way to do it. The most brain damage is gonna come from you trying it and failing yourself, and it's gonna hurt. It's not gonna be fun. Mm. Why don't you just leverage someone? Like your time is so much more valuable yeah. <laughs> than spending three hours a day trying to figure it out. Yeah, literally, and I think there is like a level of like you should understand it to like a degree, so that way you don't get scammed by somebody, but. At the end of the day, like something that we can get more of is money. We can always get more money. Sure. But well, something that we can't get more of is time, right? Literally not. So if you can figure out like, okay, what is my hour worth, right? You can start making decisions like differently and be like, okay, if my hour, like, so for exa- example, like I can calculate how much I made and then um, divide it by like the amount of hours I work and I come up with a number. So if I can pay someone like, less than that to do something for me so I can utilize that time either to learn a new skill set, make another sale, right, or something like that. In my eyes, it just makes sense, but not everybody thinks that way. Have you ever used Upwork? No, I haven't. What is that? Upwork is a site that basically contracts out. It wants to connect people who have jobs that they don't want to do and people that want to do jobs that no one else wants to do. Mm. And so it's all, it's pretty much always on, it's on an hourly or per job rate. And so you ever heard of like a VA, a virtual assistant? Not, I've never, no. So VA is literally just someone who's working on a computer, typically in a different country, at a rate that is very attractive to someone in America. Oh, okay. I know a lot of guys that work in, you know, the single family rental business, where that's what they do is like they go, they hire someone in Pakistan or India for $5 an hour. So I have heard of it then. Yeah. Most people have, they just don't know what it is. Yeah. My friend currently, Chance Ward, um, he actually has one for bookkeeping. Yeah. And he just gives him his account and like he just catalogs everything, puts everything like where so that way at the end of the year when he has to do taxes, he's ten ninety nine. It's just like way easier. Yeah. So that's yeah, so I have heard of that. That's cool. Everyone yeah, most people have, but they just they don't so Upwork's a great site for it. I like it a lot. I haven't used it yet, but I've been eyeing it because the delegation's important. Mm. Um it is a weird conversation though, and this is fun for me to ask people. So okay. have you ever have you ever uh, heard of a guy called Nick Huber? No. He runs a little, I, I don't know if you call it a company. He runs his own self-storage company where he's been building it and did some shit in college. And he's a, I, I really find the guy fascinating. Okay. He's basically found out the easiest way to piss people off on Twitter just with a couple of posts. Like, he's really good about it. <laughs> really good. He gets great engagement. Okay. And I don't fully agree with that. But Nick's an interesting <laughs> guy because he knows how to push buttons. Yeah. And so one of his things is... I think Lexi would agree that I also know how to push buttons. You know how to push the envelope. I don't know if the buttons in the okay. envelope. Right. You, you know how to keep the. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. One of his thing. One of the next things is, I pay a bunch of people from the Philippines like three dollars an hour, five dollars an hour to do work that in America would cost twenty five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and I do it, and it creates a lot of value for my business. I'm friends with these people. I know their families, and okay. the money that I pay them is a fortune in the Philippines. Right. <laughs> it yeah, is so sure. much. So where I'm going with this is every time, he, and he does this on purpose, he always puts this out there. He's like, I pay all these people in the Philippines to do this. They're better workers than Americans. I know them and I'm helping them. Yes. Very quickly, there's 100,000 people telling him, oh my God, this is horrible. You're out outsourcing jobs. We hate that. Why are you only paying them $3 an hour? That's human abuse. And so you've got the whole woke mob just jumps in and like right. bangs him up for it. And he's like, guys, you're missing the point. Mm. I'm really helping a lot of people here and helping my business. And it's working out for everyone. Yeah, it's a win-win. 
I don't know if it is. I don't know if I have an opinion on it, but his his way of looking at it makes a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I ideally like if you could like insource everything, like that would be awesome. But like you just can't, right? It it's 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 way too expensive. So if you do look at it from like a business perspective, right? You if it is a win win, like I don't think it should be that bad of a thing, as long as you're not like addressing like like ethical problems. And I don't see how. Like if they're if three dollars or five dollars or eight dollars whatever is like a lot of money to them, I don't see why that would be unethical. I don't either. I don't know. I like posing them. I probably dressed it up as much more positively like moral than it is. Right. But I, either way, because I only know his perspective, and then I just see the the attack. But <laughs> the attack. <laughs> Twitter's. I love Twitter. Right. I love and hate Twitter because that's all you see. You see someone's perspective painted their way, and then you see people attacking them every right. time. Right. That's it crazy to me it's such a horrible place i don't know why we love twitter so much i love twitter. do you use twitter uh, i just started just because Elon really? took over. yeah <laughs> you jumped in like 10 years late <laughs> well because like i like i probably have like 16 followers right May, no. if if that right and i'll just every now and then when i like think of like a good one-liner or like if i hear a quote that i like like i'll just type it there i'm pretty sure lexi is the only one who like actually likes any of my tweets right but if you want to follow me, you can follow me. That'd be great. I'll get 17 followers. That'd be awesome. Drop your at. Yeah, dude. Okay, let's I'll see that. That's the part. I don't even know it. Um, yeah, my, I'll follow you. My at is at Mamera underscore Alex. And I have 15, oh, eight followers. Hell eight yeah. Followers. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're on your way. Well, yeah, we're off. And I think, uh, and I follow 15. Elon Musk, obviously, I follow. I, I, I like him as like a character, like He's obviously a person, but like I'll never meet him, and it's. Just, you don't know that. You might meet him. I don't think he's. You know as, what? You're right. I don't think he's as inaccessible as people make him out to be. Perhaps right. I I don't think he's going to go to the places that I go to. Is the only thing. He's probably too busy in his factory or in San Francisco. Yeah. In his office. And I've never been to like the um, West Coast before. I'd like to go. I hear like Lake Tahoe is really nice. Oh, I have to. I have to. Have you ever been in the West Coast? No. The closest I've been is in the Midwest, which I love the Midwest, but. That's something we were kind of talking about earlier. There's, there's almost nothing better than standing on a mountain and looking down and feeling real small. <laughs> I, I think about that all the time, which is like a weird thing to have in your head. But like anytime something's going wrong, I think about that. I'm like, oh, you're very small in comparison to all these things. Yeah. Like these issues don't really matter at all. It's, yeah. it's, you're going to be here tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, no, seriously. It's a weird reminder. My, um, so my friend um, Doug, Doug Cartwright, he wrote a book. Um, uh, holy shit we're alive and he was like and he went through like a basically like a spiritual like journey and that like he when he went through his the concept of like we are just like a speck on this billion year planet and like if i die like literally the world wouldn't change um was when he started making um huge shifts in his life it was like well fuck it like if life it's it's not nihilistic or like you know any any type of way it's just like Thinking about like, okay, if I only have this, you know, 80 years to live on average, right? And I'm already, you know, 25, 26, right? I don't have much time left. And if, and if it doesn't actually matter, why not just do it? Why not just pursue like the life that I want to create, design, and just, just whatever your purpose is, whether that's contrib- con- contribution, giving back to as many people as possibly can. So um, I just joined, that's the group that I told you, it's called Alchemy, right? Um, it's salespeople, but trying to find like more of like a spiritual edge. So I just joined that group. So I look forward to, I'm going to Salt Lake or like going to Utah to go like, it's going to be basically awesome. 
meditate with them and like do yoga with them and like do like sales talks with them. So that'll that'll be fun. I used to find that stuff so cheesy. Now I love it. Yeah. I don't I don't love the. The sales part is always interesting to me because it feels very disingenuous, but the like the psychology of getting yourself in the mode to do things is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. You can you can trick yourself into or out of anything. Yeah. Absolutely anything, which yeah. is why people join cults and do stuff like Yeah. Like they, cuz they've literally created this world in which this is correct and this makes sense, but you can maybe that's the most extreme example. Sure. You can do it like I'm really tired in the morning, but you, you can trick yourself into waking up early at the most basic of levels and making you your bed and doing stuff. And that's, that's really fun, I think, to think about. Yeah, it's, it's life optimization. So I, I do like a little bit of that now. So um, for example, like I'll do like incantations where basically you say something over and over and over and over again. Um, Tony Robbins is huge on that. So the concept is that um, we have a subconscious that talks to us. Yeah. And they say probably the most bullshit like stuff ever because like our subconscious wants to keep us safe. So they'll say, don't do that. That's scary. Right. This is bad. You can't do this. Right. Right. And I'll say these negative things. But we have I forgot like the number, but it's like hundreds of thousands of thoughts every single day. So imagine you as a human and you're telling yourself this negative story or this like you know, limiting belief story thousands of times a day. For years right mm-hmm. that becomes your story that becomes your reality so Tony Robbins and other people they'll they'll do their best to try to change their story by saying incantations so you'll say something like you know I like myself I love myself right or I'm courageous I'm loved right I'm determined and you'll say it with you won't just say it like I love myself I love myself I love myself because I won't do anything but you'll say it with like excitement like I love myself I love myself right and it, you look like a wacko doing it right and i'll do it sometimes like i'll take my dog for a walk and i'll like i'll say it out loud and there's just somebody like, neighbors staring are like at me. what the fuck yeah i'm like i love myself i love right and it's like what the fuck right um or like at home like i bought this like little rebounder trampoline right mm-hmm. and like so i'll jump on it and like so the concept of so i'll digress real quick um the concept of jumping on this like small trampoline is that your physical body is connected to your mind mm-hmm. right so if you can put yourself in a physical state right that is like more positive right it'll then affect your mind so i'm literally jumping on this trampoline looking into the mirror with my hands up smiling feeling good (laughs) saying i know it's weird right but i'll say like you know i love myself right i'm determined i'm courageous right over and over again and if you do it like let's say 10 minutes probably would be the minimum amount of time you would want to do eventually your brain will start to give up your subconscious was like okay i guess we do love ourselves right okay i guess we are determined right and you literally can create the type of person that you want to be with just (laughs) willpower essentially and it's kind of cool it's like it's it's a hack um a lot of people look at it and they like think it's weird right it is weird right it's it's fucking weird as shit i don't feel comfortable doing it right yeah, yeah, but who cares you know, who that's cares? the thing right holy Doesn't shit matter. we're alive yeah. we're a speck on the planet like who cares who cares right um so that's something that i'll do and then I'll also i'll wake up and then i'll do like the cold shower real oh, quick just brutal D- oh my god i hate it there's not a day that i go by where i don't want to do it awful yeah 100 percent. but i do it anyways and then guess what that puts me in an immediate state change like, yeah. like you can't like no matter how tired I was, I get into that cold shower, boom, it changes. Body shocked and you're ready to run away from Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> that's you're ready to go. You know, that's so funny, right? Um, I mean, so I'm gonna just go a little like excerpt, like idea. 
you know, there's people that say like, oh, I'm tired or I'm sad or like whatever extreme versions of tired and sad are, right? Um, and that's like the story that they tell themselves in that moment, yeah. right? So imagine like they're in their room, in their bed, and they're tired and sad, right? Now put a lion in that room. Right. Are they tired or sad anymore? You're fucking running. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they're energetic running. and scared, right? It yeah. was like, but it's like, it's crazy that in a moment, mm -hmm. we can completely change how we're feeling, what we're thinking, and what we're focused on, right? So it's like, we are in control of our entire lives. We just have to decide what we want to do with it. So it's, it's fun. I love thinking about why humans are how they are. And so what I mean is like, if you mm -hmm. think back xyz amount of years however long it was to when we were in loincloths and caves and our biggest threat was the lion yeah that is why we are how we are everything yeah. about that environment when we evolved from whatever we evolved from or however we were created to now that has stuck that was the forming and so now when you're comfortable and all your needs are met your brain is telling you right there you're good don't do anything. Yeah, do not good. change anything. Yeah, we are safe. Make babies and sit down. That's Don't it. do yeah. anything. Because <laughs> you have no reason to like you you've got your food, it's mm. in your fridge, you've got water at your fingertips. Yep. There are no lions in the state of Florida that I know about. Yeah. Um mountain lions, maybe? Bobcats, pumas, maybe. Yeah, your biggest threat is probably in the water somewhere. But point is you're not moving because you don't need to move. Mm. You have to give yourself the reasons, which is why I think we're all like our whole generation's got this weird thing where we're all convinced that we're sad and depressed. We've got everything going right for us. And that always confuses the hell out of me. Cause I'm like, everything's going like, I feel like we create issues in order to solve them, to make ourselves happy. Like, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. It's so weird. We, we all have problems. Correct. Right? And you'll never get away from problems. Right. Uh, and that's okay. It's just that we want to change like the quality of our problem, right? I think so. Like the the multi billionaire, right? He still has problems. Yeah. Where can I park my yacht? That's a good problem to have. Yeah, my right? car's not street legal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So so we all have problems, and like once we realize like that, you'll never get away from that. Like, cause right now I think a lot of people they'll tr they're trying to go towards the okay. Once I get here, I'll no longer have these problems anymore i won't have to worry there's always a here yeah like yeah. where is that right there's never a here yep. right i have found that the the moments where i've been the happiest is actually when i have chased what's uncomfortable i've chased the struggle right um because i'm growing up as a person yeah right but whenever i get complacent right and i get bored right that's when I get like the most sad in my head, the most lonely, the most insignificant, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so for, your yeah. monkey brain wants that. Like it, it wants to go towards that, which yeah. is very strange. Yeah, and it's like- Always it's, been strange. It's weird, it, like, and it makes sense because like that's built into our DNA, yep. but because we have like everything already figured out for the most part, right? Um, now we kind of have to like change it up a little bit, right? We have, actually have to cha chase danger, chase uncertainty chase fear to get that new level of consciousness that level of fulfillment sure if that kind of makes sense but, but we don't chase the, i think most people don't chase the fear they chase the easy satisfaction so like something mm -hmm. you said earlier is basically like all right you get in your head with all this stuff and then all i could think was in yeah, your head you're dead and social media makes it 20 times worse because you've got all these people trying to validate themselves by making other people feel like they're not validated and they want everyone wants each other to like each, like to to like them. This is true. And the influencer thing has gotten it's so weird to me. It's yeah. like it's it's a whole I don't want to, it's not a career. There's no value created, but it's it's literally it's hey, look at me, make me feel good because you feel bad 
and this is how mm. I provide value to you by you feeling bad and making me feel good. Which it's is backwards. Yeah, it is because comparison is the thief of joy. You probably heard that. Um, whenever, I haven't. Tell okay. Me. Yeah. Whenever you're, um, if you're focused on like what you have, like right now we could be like here, like I'm with my friend, like on a podcast, you know, drinking whiskey, had right? some steak. But imagine if we were thinking of like you know Logan Paul or something like that. Like he's you know on on a yacht with 17 women with a tiger or something like that, right? It's like okay, gotta well, have the tiger. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just it's funny. Um, Safe if we, tiger. If you compare those, like you know. Some people, they'll be like, oh, well, now our thing that we're doing is actually worse because we're comparing it to something that is objectively, quote unquote, better, right? Right. So that's comparison is like the thief of joy. Does, that, so. does that kind of make sense? But social media is all comparison. Every single bit of it. Yeah. No, um, I, I do like the idea of social media because you can reach more people. Sure. Um, and then like, so let's say you have like a positive influence. Um, you can become like a role, mo- role model for people. Yeah. So I like using Mr. Beast as a good example. Like he has, seems like a great guy. Yeah. And he's like, he's relatable, which that's his character. And that's probably who he is naturally. Right. Which is awesome. Ton of charity. Um, yeah. And that, that's, that's huge. Right. And like, he has like these mission statements and things like that. So, like, that's somebody who is an influencer but is doing it for the good, if that makes sense. There's value there. I think he's an entertainer. I don't think he's an influencer. Influ- okay, so, cool. Think, so there's a definition difference. I think there's a difference. And so the people like him are entertainers. And you said Logan Paul, and, you know, love him or hate him, I think he's maybe not the best human on the planet. That's the best I'll say. Um, there's a lot of dumb shit. Uh, either way, he, he's definitely an entertainer, not an influencer. But, okay, so question. If you were, um, so how old are you right now, 27? 25. 25, cool. Uh, if you were that rich on a public scale and your face was just like everywhere, like would you not also do dumb shit? I'd be dumb as hell. Dumb oh as my hell, God. Right? Can dumb you imagine? Can you ima- so this is why all the lottery winners go broke because we're not equipped to handle that. Do you remember the experiment? I don't remember when they did this, but there was an experiment where they taught monkeys how money works. They taught like a, like a, a group oh, of monkeys. It took like a whole year and they finally, they, they, they taught them currency. Cool. What was the first thing the monkeys did when they finally figured out currency? They spent it. They spent it on sex. Yeah. Immediately. Prostitution. That's good. <laughs> and slavery. Oh <laughs> they, my God. They would give the other monkeys the money or the bananas or whatever they did. Mm. They would give them their currency to have sex with them. And to do things for them, because that's just what they're wired to do. That's like, actually nuts. Human beings and monkeys alike are not equipped to handle the power over other people. We're just not. Mm-hmm. We're not equipped for it. So mm-hmm. when you, you drop a million dollars on a 21-year-old and all these fucking people that get rich off TikTok, what are they going to do? Dumb, stupid stuff. Dumb, stupid stuff. Every time. I, I know I would. No one's immune to it. I'm not. God, no. You give yeah. me $25 million? <laughs> I'm going to be dead in a Ferrari in a week. No, seriously. <laughs> like, I would I would be scared, to be honest. I'd It'd be, be awful. Yeah, I'd be like, somebody like who's smarter than me, please help me. Right. That's when you see like Mackenzie Bezos giving away most of her fortune and just doing all these like honorable things with all. I don't know what she does, I and mean, she probably does a lot of drugs and whatever. But she seems like she's doing really good stuff with her billions and billions of dollars. And you say you're probably a better person than I am. <laughs> I'm not equipped for that. I'm just not. The um, the funny thing is like I feel like that contribution like that's like the highest level that we can get towards like um, as far as like consciousness. Yeah. Because um, like right now I feel like most people are just caring about. Um, how can I make the most out of my day for myself? Sure. Right? Of course. Uh, and, th- and that's that's standard, right? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Right? But I think the the goal 
uh, and this isn't everyone's goal, but it would be like a nice way to look at life is like, you know, become the best you can be, right? Give as much value as you possibly can. Um, and obviously that comes like with, you, you get money in return. Like the more problems you solve, the more income that you'll make because like there's, there's money to be made there. Sure. Um, but once you make a certain amount of money, right? Like you can only buy so much stuff. Like there's, there's only so much things you can do, so much stuff you can buy. Um, what happens after that is like is, is legacy important to you? I know legacy is important to a lot of people, but I think it's about how you can con- contribute to people and society in that moment. So I, I've, for me, I'm trying to go towards like a level of like connection with others where I want to love and understand the person that's in front of me more. That makes me feel more fulfilled because at the end of your deathbed, right? Do you just want to have like a fat stack cash like left over? For me personally, I want to die with zero dollars, like where all this money is being allocated. Perfectly allocated. Yeah, perfectly allocated to like, okay, you know, friends and family, right? But then like to the rest of society. So I would like to like, like by the time as I'm like dying, like my money's getting smaller and smaller and smaller till it reaches zero as I die. That that would be a beautiful death in my eyes. Was the old? There's an old sarcastic quote: "It's he who dies with the most toys wins." <laughs> Wait, okay, cool. Yeah. So I want that written in my gravestone, and I want, I want under it in like little markers just say sarcasm, I swear. The sarcasm, I swear, that's awesome. You love the dad jokes, I love it. I love the dad jokes, they crack me up. Well, I think, so it's kind of funny because everyone pretends like they don't, but I think I think most people do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, that's so cringy. And I'm like, nah, you actually thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. You have to. You're just too proud to admit it. There's no mm-hmm. way. Yeah, that, I could see that. So the issue, one of the issues I have with the sales industry, and I want to go into your Tony Robbins thing because I know we should we talk that we want to talk about that. Wait but, on me. Um, one of the issues that I always have is that everywhere you go, no matter what you're doing, in, in that industry, it's how can we do more? It's always more, 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 more. We got to sell more. We got to do more. Like maximize your time. Blah, 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 blah. And like maximizing your time doesn't always mean that you're making more. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're making better connections. Maybe you're learning. Maybe you're doing this. You're in, God, you're in your late 20s. What are you doing? And so you got all these people that are just sad and chasing and yep. pissing each other off. I'm like, guys, we've totally lost our way there. And I don't understand it. It's um, in my my opinion because I, I see that as like you know the self development and self help field like it's like a rabbit hole because yeah. you're always chasing that like that next like hilltop. It's right? always more. What you made a hundred thousand this year? Oh, go make two hundred. Oh, you made two hundred. Go make five hundred. Oh, you made. Why aren't you in seven figures yet? What are you doing? Yeah. And you're like, what? So what? What? So I think that's just like a um like a change of focus, right? Yeah. So you can focus on yourself, your relationships, or your work. Those would be like the three main areas. Um, and a lot of people oh, like, dude, yeah. So good. Oh yeah. No, I love it. Mm. Um, if, so I found, um, in my life, uh, out of those three areas, work, self and relationship, I was putting a huge focus on my work. Right. right? So, and I had a, like a great year, but I found that like I was doing myself second and then my relationship third. So like, sure. I had good money and like, you know, I felt good as a person, but like my connections with like my, my my significant other um, and my family and my friends were lacking. So it's like um, when you go too deep into one area, um, you're, you're going to find problems, right? So I think in, in the self-help field, um, it's good to level up as like a human because your income will very, very rarely exceed your skill set and you need money. Right. For somebody who says like, you know, money is the root of all evil. Um, it's not true. They just probably never had enough money. Right. Right. Um, and it, if, if you're really broke, then you definitely don't think that because like I need money. Right. 
but there's like a there's a fine line if that makes sense so I think it, the problem is is not the money or the chase to become better. It's the problem is is the balance and the focus. Sure. Because uh, I believe the the cap for uh, happiness is about seventy seventy five k. With inflation, it's probably higher now. Sure. Right. Um, but after that, your happiness, um, the return actually starts to dip down. Because actually, the more money you make, the more quote unquote problems you have. More right? money, more problems. More money, more problems. You have to deal with more people. You have to deal with you have more taxes. Like people where you want the, what you got. Yeah, yeah. People will try to take advantage <clears throat> of you, right? Yep. Um, so I I do like the self help field. I would say that the the people that end up focusing too much on be better, be better, be better, be better, um, probably just they're just superficial and they probably haven't taken that spiritual side of self-help yet and they're probably still in their process of learning that's that's that would be my opinion on that so have you ever heard as Groucho Marx said it was like money won't make you happy and happy won't make you money and so where I take this type of thing is because I've been doing this for a while and so I got a lot of time to think about it and you sit there and think we quantify everything every single thing in all of our lives is quantified in some way with a number and that's how we rank it that's how we rate it because that's the only way our brains can process it if we had another way to measure that, which we don't, and I don't know how it would work, but if I, if we did, I think we would be a lot better off. Like, because you, you can't measure emotions or happiness with quant- quantity. You right. just can't do it. There's yeah. no way. It's okay. impossible. Uh, we try. We right. try. <laughs> well, because, you know, you say, well, $2 million in my bank account, that's happy, right? Yeah, right. It's not always happy. God, no. You yeah, like, your family if, could be not right. talking to you or, or anything. you're not healthy. Right? You can't right? You're obese. You're on, like, just everything could be wrong. So... That's been that's been my stride. The long end of this path, and I think we're on like almost 100 episodes here of trying to do this. That mm-hmm. is the one conclusion that I came to: is if we could find a way to quantify emotions and happiness, we'd be a whole lot better off. Or if we could take the quantification out of most of our life, we'd be better off. One of the two. Okay. Neither are possible right now. I feel like you could be close because like there's you can always like um, do introspection where sure. you can see like where you're at. So but that's not um, quantifiable. Right. Well, so check this out, right? Um, in, in order to feel some type of fulfillment, right? Like you, you do need some sort of wealth, you need good relationships, and you need to have some sort of health as well. I agree. And as far as the relationships, I would take spirituality as part of that. Sure. So um, you could rank, like, so for example, um, your health. Hey, how healthy am I from like one to 10? That's measurable. You could rank that. Yeah. Um, how good are my relationships on the scale to one to 10? Mm-hmm. I would think you, you could rank that within yourself. Sure. Be like, okay, where is my idea of where it should be? I'm here, right? That's measurable, right? Okay. I, um, I guess. And then same thing with wealth, right? Like you have an idea of where you should be or where you want to be as far as your health, um, wealth goes as well. So um, it may, may not be perfect, but I personally, if you were at a 10 out of 10 on health, wealth, and finances, you'd probably be really happy. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Those are probably the things that matter to you too. Um, more so, I kind of meant like, a lot of people have all those things. They're like, man, like my family's great. Everything's here. And I just don't know what to do. Like I make a lot of money and they do, there's no way for them to quantify these things. So they freak out and they try to deal with it in some way. And then they put it into this and then they start, you know, drinking or trying to chase money and all this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's a weird conversation. I don't know if we need to go into it. Um, so instead let's go to your Tony Robbins thing. Cause I know you just went and yeah. I, again, I am not a huge, and you know this, I'm not huge into the whole, 
motivation and sales, but I respect it because mm-hmm. I know for a fact it works because I've never met anyone who has as much goddamn energy as you do. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. And I know you're a decent guy. Thank you. A little more than decent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so about the... Uh, so you, you want me to talk about like what I learned, like that seminar specifically? Yeah, it's open forum. Um, so check it out. So again, I mentioned that I love the idea of trading um, income, like money, because I, I view it as a resource. Everybody has their own story about money, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which is okay. My story is that it is a resource that can be traded for things, time, experiences. Um, so I spent uh, $8,000 to go to this um, live event. It was six days with um, this guy named Tony Robbins, who's like a coach, like self-help like guy you've probably heard of him tall as hell huge smile dude tall as hell he's like he actually had a like a small tumor in his brain when he was younger which caused him to have gigantism so he's like just a giant dude with big teeth right and just like he has energy right he's it's crazy um but during this time it's called date with destiny and that time is meant to figure out like who you are as a person, um, like your mission statement, your purpose, um, your values, your goals, um, things of that that nature, right? So I went to find like answers in my life, like things that did, my life felt like it was off, like I felt like I was missing answers. So I I wanted to spend that time to find the answers and and I found a ton of them, which is awesome. Uh, I feel like that $8,000 in those six days that I spent, it would have probably taken me close to seven years to figure out that information on my own, right? So out of the money that I spent, I felt like I got hundreds of thousands of dollars of value from it, if that makes sense. So like the allocation of money. So like the my idea now is like I'm okay with spending money to have somebody else who like knows this stuff to teach me it faster rather than spending the time to figure it out myself. Does that make sense? Do you think, so you came to all these conclusions, do you think you would have, do you think you would have actually arrived at the same conclusions over time? Yeah, no, because I, for me, I think there is like a truth, right? Um, specifically like uh, us as like humans, right? Um, at moments through our childhood, we have really like small moments, maybe like our earliest memory that could literally shift our entire like lens and the focus on how we see the world. Yeah. And then we'll also have um, traumatic moments right that will also will create like a story and a lens and a filter on how we see the world right so those events have already happened so over time like i could i could figure that out on my own but it's cool to have somebody on stage yelling at me uh, pushing me to find it um that much faster and you found it yeah no it was really so I won't do the traumatic one because that's like too much. But like, so my earliest memory, um, I was, I think it was like in preschool. I was like either three or four. I can't remember, but some sort of class. Uh, And he like, you know, we were doing this, like doing this meditation thing. He's like, okay, go to your earliest memory. Now go deeper. Now go deeper. I'm like, how do I go deeper? Right. But I went to like the deepest memory. 99th level. Yeah. Right. Over 9,000. And there was like this, uh, I, I was a small kid with this guy named Peyton. And I had this small toy. It was like a weird, like, bird toy, right? So it was super insignificant for anybody looking at it. But in this moment, I took the toy, and I made, like, a funny noise. And I went, gooey, 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 right? Super stupid, super weird for, like, but I was, like, you know, small. But what happened was is that I made this guy, Peyton, laugh. 
and he was cracking up and he was like dying laughing he's like that's so funny right and it was like in that moment it made me feel so good to make him feel so good if that makes sense yeah so and i and i've noticed that as like a pattern in my life is like I love making other people feel good about themselves. I love giving compliments, high fives, fist pounds, hugs, things like that. And it was like, and I like, I thought that's just, you know, that's who I am, right? It was like, but actually that idea stemmed from an early memory, right? So he made an example that there was this lady who's like super uptight and safe and just like, you know, didn't really do anything that was like not safe and controlled, right? But when she was younger, she was this very energetic like girl, like super talkative, bombastic, right? Um, in her life, um, when she was a child, she went onto this train, right? And then when she was on the train, she was like playing with the window and almost fell out of the train, Ooh. right? And her, her dad, you know, caught her there, but she like literally like almost died if he didn't like catch her, right? So in her adult life, she was scared of trains. It's funny because she was married to a train conductor. That's right? funny. Yeah, it was, it, it, she was scared of trains, um, scared of taking risks, and resented her father, right? Um, but from this moment, she wasn't, she didn't used to be that person, yeah. right? This moment when she fell out, right, um, it changed from her being like this, like happy, like, you know, take risk, adventurous girl to like, oh, if I take risks, that is equal to me dying. Right. Right. And that was like a story that she had inside her head. Like, um, and then she was afraid of trains, but then her dad changed in that moment. It's like, I can't let my daughter just do whatever she wants because then she will die. Right. So she grew up resenting her father because her father wouldn't let her do certain things. Right. And she didn't always used to be that person. And once she figured that out, it was like, holy shit, I don't, I didn't even remember that memory. She was able to find that story and that pattern, break it, and go back to like her true self where she's open, free, flowing. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so, it does. Yeah, there's so many things that we can just learn based off of like our own past about ourselves and how we operate, the filters and lens that we just see like life. And I think the sooner that we can overcome like these memories and or traumas, right? So I won't, probably won't go into traumas in this conversation, um, but that's huge. It's up to you. Dude. I mean, we can, right? It's entirely up to you. It's, if it's a personal thing, I understand. Um, I mean, it, it definitely would be. Um, it's, it, at least for my specific trauma, but I will say this, my trauma related to um, a moment that I had with my mom. And uh, I got to this point inside the seminar where they're talking about this trauma, go to your worst memory. Um, who, who was that person, right? And now that person, write them a letter, right? but write them a letter blaming them, but not blaming them for all the bad that happened, right? Because that's easy. Sure. Blame them for all the good, right? And that was like, blew my mind because I was thinking to this moment particularly um, that I had, I was like, there's not a single thing that I can think of. I had to spend like a literal like full 24 hours like contemplating. It was like, what's something that could be good from this moment? But then I one popped up. Right. And then after I got the one, two, three, four popped up and I did not want to do this exercise because it's a, it's the scariest thing ever it's doing it. Brutal. Yeah. It's dude, terrifying. Right. And I was like, dude, I was like shaking when I was like writing like this, like text message. And like, I, I finally wrote the text message, very eloquent, very well worded. And I sent it. But when I sent that, like, you know, blaming my mom for like all the good things that came from it. Right. Cause if you blame somebody for the bad, 
you have to blame them for the good, sure. right? But yeah. some, a lot of people don't focus on the good. They just focus on the bad. Bad feels worse. Yeah, it was like, it, like, and if I'm a victim of this, that gives me power and I feel like I have control, right? Right. But it's actually it was, the opposite. It was, it was out of your hands. Someone did it to you. Yeah, boom. And that makes me feel way better, which is not true. It actually safer. makes me feel, it's, it's boom, boom, subconscious, safer. You get, let's go. Big high five. <laughs> it's, it's, see, it's funny. I love high fives. Yeah, me too. It makes me feel, you feel good and I feel good for it because of my past experience. There's actually science behind it. I don't want to derail this, but there is. No, I would love to go on that because I do high fives in my sales all the time. Yep. And, I, and I would love to talk about that science. Um, but anyways, when I sent that text message, right, I, it was weird because like I talked to my mom before um, about this like moment and I felt like I got over it, right? But I truly did it because I didn't blame her for all the good. You just got the surface out. Yeah, right. And then when I did this, I literally felt like I was like floating on a cloud. It was like, it was so cool. I was like, holy crap, like a whole weight was like taken off of me like 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 this toxic sludge that i didn't even know that was in my body yeah like just got released if mm -hmm. that makes sense it does so um for for all intents and purposes uh, i would recommend everybody uh going back to like a time either your earliest memory or your most traumatic memory um figure out what was happening in that moment right um specifically try to figure out um what was actually happening to you like why was that moment significant how did it make you feel what was going around and i think you're going to learn something about yourself so have i ever told you about my how we designed cars theory no so i truly think that humans design we designed automobiles after ourselves and how we work and so all cars you know forgetting electric cars whatever but elon musk designed it in his own image and he's built differently than the rest of us so that's his own <laughs> thing but the internal combustion engine is essentially a heart and that's what it is and you know wheels or legs whatever your exhaust is your asshole and you can, you can make all nice. kinds of funny jokes but regardless and there's a computer that runs as the brain we designed it in our image and much like it it has the Cars have the exact same issues that we do. Uh, they mm. just don't self-regenerate. Like the human body auto-regenerates, which is right. really nice. But cars don't do that. And But what they do is they have the same issues in that they build up sludge. And if you don't take care of it and you don't fix it or like clean it out once in a while, or if you overuse it, it does. there is failure. There will always be failure on it. You have to continuously be monitoring what's going on. It doesn't last forever. Mm. I 100% believe in that and like being kind of aware of what you're building up is a weird concept mm -hmm. and I, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world. I've had conversations with people and they say, no, like the Eastern medicine is really good about that. Like the, like the Far East and say what you want about China, like they all really, really good about taking care of like what's going on deep down. Yeah. Or probably Japan more so. China's- Love Japan. Best. Never been, always wanted to go. You should go. Point being, we are horrible at it. We are basically, hey, you're feeling bad, suck it up. You got work tomorrow. I'm like, that's it. And like, there's no, there's no thought about you could be a lot more efficient mm. if you were able to clean your engines and yes. do a full flush. And then all of a sudden you're running cleaner. You're making more horsepower. Everything's yeah. working. I like the car metaphors because I'm a nerd, but the point is it it's very i think comparable yeah no there's the you have the physical body and then you have like the mind as well sure right which so, both have to be cleaned in different ways i i agree right because you can be like you know like the healthy as a horse but like you have like all these mental problems right all these blocks and mm -hmm. they don't let you do anything yeah so I, I think focusing on the health that actually should be everyone's 
first priority. I do too. Right, because it it'll make everything a lot better. Yeah. Um, because that'll put you in a peak state. Like, uh, so peak state basically is like when your body and your mind are like aligned, like, like at a high energy level, like that ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, and you can get yourself in a higher energy state, um, with your physical, right? And I, I think that's awesome. So. Being in a peak state is so important because you will lose so much. You will lose relationships, you will lose money, you will lose time, you will lose energy if you're not performing at a peak state and taking care of your um, physical and your, your mental. And you won't know why. Yeah, you're like, what's going on, right? Yeah. I, um, I calculated just last year, since I do sales, it's a little easier to quantify it, right? Um, how many like sales that I lost, right? Versus like how much income I lost. I lost about twenty to $30,000 just last year for not being in a peak state while I was working. It's hard to blame yourself for that, but like I see what you're coming from. Like but, I get it. Right. And there's there's no blame. It's just acknowledgement of like what's happened. Again, you can't quantify it. Like, right. You just weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing. Correct. Right. Or yeah. like, cause like, you know, I'm showing up to like a callback or a prospect. I'm like, hey, what's up? No I'm energy. Alex. Right. Yeah. Versus, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Right. And like, you know, connecting with them at the moment, like I'd probably left deals on the table. But like, so that is easier to quantify, but what, what else happened, right? How did my relationships take an impact for me not being in a physical state or a peak mental state, right? Yeah. It was like, like, did I lose friends, which I have, right? Um, did I lose moments with my like significant other? Did I live like, you know, moments with like my family? Um, moments of like meeting new people that one person could possibly change your life just because I was not at a peak state. That goes through my head and I think about that, right? Yeah. So um, I love optimizing like health. So for example, I just ordered, um, it's from this company called Life Force and uh, I'm taking a blood test and it will mark about 40 different um, biomarkers and it will go over like my hormone balance, um, metabolic condition, uh, nutrients, organ health, and any like key risk factors if, I, like, if I'm conditioned towards like something. Um, so it'll test like, you know, my testosterone, different types of level, my gut health, right? Yeah. So I look super forward to doing that. And then after this one, because um, this is a blood test, I look forward to doing like an MRI, right? It's going to scan my body and like see if like I have any like, like early forms of something, right? Let's say like I'm preconditioned for Alzheimer's or even cancer or something like that. Like when's the best time to deal with cancer? fucking yesterday <laughs> yeah before you have right before you have it like so two years ago if you're at stage one cancer your chances of treating it and curing it are about 87 percent. that's pretty good right if you're at like, anything after that goes down to 27 percent. yeah that's nuts that's a right? low chance yeah that's that, that's crazy right so it's like like the car you're supposed to be keeping up with it right, right. I look forward to, so this year, 2023, my goal is to focus on health, right? So that's why I'm like doing these things. I've never done this before. I don't know what's going to happen. Sure. But like, what if, what's the off chance that I find something? Oh, right? you'll be happy you did. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> You're telling me, <laughs> you'll be right? Real happy you did. Yeah. And I like, I just can't wait for like science and medicine to go even further. So that way we can extend our lifespan from 80 to you know 200 years. And we can experience more of reality. We were talking about that earlier with like AI and like medicine. Like that's that's awesome. So I, I look forward to getting my health right, my mental right, and just doing like whatever I can to be like the best. 
I know a lot of guys who are really into that sort of thing, and they swear by the blood work. They say you have to know what's going on inside your blood because if you don't, you're screwed off the bat. Yeah. Like, there could be things that you like. You could be doing pretty much everything right, and there would just be a symptom that you could not diagnose through a doctor just coming in and like telling him what you feel, him or her. Yeah, or like a physical, right? Yeah, and so I, I, I have a weird theory. I have another one. Lay it on me. I think, I think all the processed foods that we eat and consume on a daily basis are destroying our testosterone levels. And they are throwing all hormones, not just testosterone, estrogen, they're throwing both levels way out of whack and everyone feels fucking awful because of it. And that's, we're producing as much food as we can because we have a ton of people and it just is what it is. But I really think that's an issue. And I think if you can identify it, you'd be like, okay, let's cut these things out. We need to add this in and deal with it from there. More exercise, more sunlight. We're all vitamin D deficient. Every, yeah, right. every one of us oh, does yeah. not get enough sunlight. Yeah, absolutely. We were, it's just all these, all these things that you don't know are going wrong and you can't fix it by cutting out one or two things. You need to, you need to identify it yeah. before you treat the symptom. Yeah, change your life. No, yeah. I, I would agree with like the processed food thing because like – like us Americans, the shit out of me. oh dude, my god! <laughs> yeah, like and here's here's a, an example of how we know like it's wrong, right? Yeah, our poop. Oh dude, yeah, your dude, gut health. Our poop. Why is it so big? Why do we have like these long like poops? Right? It's like so. What is poop? You know, I never thought about that. Dude, because like in other countries they don't have like long poops like that, right? But that. we do. So what poop is 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 all the uh, things that your body doesn't absorb, all the like the nutrients and everything like that you're not absorbing. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff that our body is not absorbing. A lot of waste. Isn't that kind of scary? I had never thought about that way. Dude, yeah. So I'm uh, I I've read this book called Mastering Yourself. It's by Coach Corey Wayne. Uh, dude, I love him. He has another book called How to Be a Three Percent Man. Um, that's more about like you know um man, man to woman connection. But he wrote another book, Mastering Yourself, which is about like just overall how to conquer yourself as like a person. Sure. And there is a section of it talking about colon health. Right. Super squeamish subject because it talks about you know your butt and like your colon and, like you know right. poop and stuff like that. Something we're weird about here. Yeah, exactly, right? But like it, other places, it's normal. They have like you know the squatty thing, like the um, where you is, is it called squatty potty? Where I, you like? I have no yeah. idea. So there's this thing, right? <laughs> Lexi's like uh, shaking her head up there. Um, there's this thing. I'm gonna step down real quick. Um, so back in the day, a demonstration. You know, here. Yeah, I am right. I wish I wish we had a video, right? Yeah, no So cameras. back in the day, as humans, how do you think we pooped? Right? Squat. Squat. Yep. How do we poop now? Sitting. Sit. Right? Yeah. So that, that, that messes up how we poop. But anyway, um, the, the inside of our colon, um, all this processed food, it's sticking to the outside of our colon. And all that shit, so to speak, is sticking to the rims of our colon, and that's toxic. Right? How is that affecting like our mental? Because oh, our, our, everything. Your yeah, gut affects everything. 100%, right? So um, this book, right, um, there's a chapter specifically in colon health that talks about doing a colon cleanse, right? It's the, Sure. It's so... I, I can already see where you're going. <laughs> like, it's the um, most unique thing that I um, recommend slash don't recommend for anybody, and I did it. You're supposed to do it. Uh, he recommends. We don't um, need to go too deep into yeah, this. Yeah, but I'm Pun just gonna. Intended. I'm just gonna show you. I've seen. Um, so here's a little thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a little tube right there covered in Vaseline, right? <laughs> and um, this is called the Angel Method, right? So what it is, it's that it's um, shooting purified water into your colon. Beautiful. Yeah, and it cleans it out. I'm gonna and, mark this one as explicit. Yeah, please do. Right. <laughs> But it's um it's gross, but it's sobering, 
seeing all the uh, waste that was stuck to your colon yeah. just being pushed out of your body. And you like literally watch it go down like a tube, right? So it's like, and anyways, when I um, finished, like it obviously watches a lot of like nutrients as well. So they give you like some electrolytes, but like, dude, my, the whites of my eyes cleared up right away. Dude, I, I felt so focused and clear after I was done with it, right? I don't actually, I will do it again. I don't want to do it again because it was a very unique experience, right? Unique is a good word. <laughs> very unique experience, right? But that's something that like we don't think about doing. Like we don't think about all the toxic. Most people would never. No, of course they wouldn't, right? But like it's if, taboo. Yeah, 100%. But if you really do think about it, like, okay, am I trying to, this vessel, which is my body, because who am I? Am I actually like a body? Like, well, we all think of ourselves as our, our head, our yeah. brain. That's it. Well, most people say, like, I'm John. But like, who's John? Well, I'm this, right? It was like, no, that's your arm, right? If you didn't have your arm, would you still be John? Yes, 100%. Yeah. So this is just a vehicle. It's a vessel. And we can do whatever we want to it. Um, so I like think of it almost like a video game character. Sure. Like you're like trying it's to... It's an RPG. Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, hey, if this got you rid you of... You assign your skill points. Yeah, <laughs> imagine I, I if John that. had like a... Um, like he was inflicted by poison, right? And the only way to and get... And your health just goes down yeah, slowly. And, and the only way he got rid of it was to do an angel <laughs> like colon cleanse system. Like, would you do it? I mean, probably. Oh, yeah, you don't want to run... If you run out of health, you die. Yeah, 100%. So that's that's just how I see it. So yep. anyways... Well, the RPG method's fun. I've got a good friend uh, of ours that that he does that. And he, like, so he's going through med school right now and he's deep into it. So it's cool. hard. It's yeah. really hard. And that's how he does it. He signs himself side quests. And he's got a main... <laughs> his main quest is obviously... Mm-hmm you know, accomplish this, get through this. And he's got side quests that he, he literally has mentally tricked himself into doing this. And he, he earns his emotional experience through it and gets it. And he's like, okay, make sure all these things are accomplished. You've got daily goals and you do that. And it's a Very really cool. fun way of doing it. I, I like it. But you're a nerd. I'm a nerd too. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. What was I? Oh, I was going to ask you, do you ever, do you ever uh, drink apple cider vinegar? Uh, I used to. I, I have a bottle in my fridge, but I haven't done it. But that is like, that's the bee's knees. So I like that stuff because of something you were saying earlier. And I don't ever, everyone has this damn debate about it. They're like, it's, it's like science has proved it's not good for you. I'm like, oh my God, it's so good for you. I'm like, I really don't care. You know what it does? One, it's vinegar. It kills whatever is in my body. Yeah. It kills it and flushes it out. If I don't feel good, I take a shot of that stuff 30 minutes later, I probably feel really yeah, good you because probably do. it has killed whatever was negative in there. Mm-hmm. It has just neutralized it. And so whether or not it's healthy for you, I don't really care. It's a it's a cleaning system. I'm sure it is, right? But like you you, you can research anything to death and you can find like the pros and the cons. 20 different opinions. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Lexi and I were having a conversation on um, lavender essential oils mm-hmm. um, because they're um, they're harmful for cats specifically, right? Well, why? Dude, they don't even get me started. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm here researching. She's, she's giving you the death one. Yeah, because I bought a diffuser in lavender essential oil because it's the best one. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, I want it. And she's like, no, we can't use it. Cause Caribbean it's Breeze is pretty good. Okay, that's good. Write that down, Lexi. Um, so I'm researching like why it's okay for cats. Yeah. And guess what? I found answers, right? And she's researching why it's bad for cats. Guess what? She found answers, right? Yep. So it's like, and the, who, we're not, we're not going to win, right? At the end of the day, we want what's best for our cat. So guess what? We're not going to use the lavender diffuser anymore. Well, because right? you don't want the off chance that it is going to. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, like it probably is, right? Because specifically, lavender is poisonous to cat. I sure. love you, Lexi. I, I acquiesce this one to you, right? <laughs> I'm, you're right. I'm wrong. I love you, right? 
Um, but it's a, it's a big man right there. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. It's um, on air. It's solidified forever yeah, until Spotify yeah. goes out of business. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I love Lexi. Um, but yeah, you can research anything, right? Just like with um, basically any sort of what would you call it? Um, you know, like philosophy, sure. right? You can you can think your way into oblivion you can think your way into this or you can think your way into that yeah so it's it's funny but like sometimes like the smarter people are actually more quote unquote dumb they don't get as much done but the dumber people or the more dumb people um actually end up being like those millionaires and billionaires because they just have like more action right rather than the person who thinks too much and like doesn't do enough action does that kind of make sense yeah you know who dave portnoy is i do not really yeah I'm founder sorry. of barstool sports now I know him. And he'll swear by it. He'll say, look, dude, I'm not a smart person anyway. Yeah. I just have no fear because I don't care. I, don't, I do not care what anyone thinks. And I'm going to go out and do it. Yeah. And he's got a he's got 100 million people who think he's a horrible human, and he does not care. <laughs> he's too busy. He's built his, he builds his business. Yeah. He does his thing. He says, look, I like what I like. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care what you think because I feel like I am not hurting anybody. I'm going to mm. do what I want. Win-win. I am not... And hereby leveraging an opinion on Dave Portnoy at all. Right, I'm yeah. simply saying that is the best example I can think of. That's a good example. And I sure think so. I like that. I, I can even take like my own business, for, for example, right? Door-to-door -door sales. Ooh, uh, dude, again, a, you literally have to be a, a smart, a mar, Yeah, a smart person. You talk yourself probably out Probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, you talk right? yourself You have out to be it. like a specific amount of dumb slash smart to do it. Dumb and determined. Dumb and determined, right? And hey, it works. It's crazy, but like, it's not for everyone. And I like, I understand that. So that's where like, I also agree. Not the smartest person, right? I just try really hard. Well, there's something to be said for that. So there's something about there's some quote about persistence. I forget what it is, and it's like, <laughs> it's like the educated will not because there's a gajillion people who went to Harvard that are currently poor as hell, mm -hmm. doing nothing, sad. Um, like inheritance will not. Tons of people come from great families that are doing nothing. But you know what will? Persistence. Yeah. Persistence will do it. The guy who's willing to fall down and get back up 20 to 50 times Boom. is going to beat everyone else. I couldn't agree with that more. It doesn't matter how intelligent they are, if they were born for it. If they keep doing it, eventually they'll be smarter than you because they're going to learn. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. As long as they learn, yeah. right? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result. You have to get a different result. You have to learn. Yeah, exactly. And those like few tweaks, right? So um, one of my, the mottos that I live by is uh, fail fast and fail hard. Sure. Yeah. It needs to hurt a lot the first time. Dude. <laughs> it's not going to hurt as much the next time. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed that in my life is like the, the moments of um, like, you know, ahas or the moments of like big growth is like the moments that I'm chasing that uncomfortability, yeah. the things that I'm like, I'm scared of. Right. Those are the moments that I grow the most. Right. Um, and it's, it's funny because since I do what I do specifically, it's always uncomfortable, but I've become comfortable in that uncomfortability. So I've noticed that there's like, I, like I plateaued as far as like a level of growth. So I'm like, ah, fuck. That means I have to get back on the train and find something else that scares me. Be even harder. Yeah. Just like, don't go too far because you're going to be jumping out of planes soon. Don't yeah, do that. I actually do enjoy um, skydiving. I just, I, I, I went miss to, you. I went miss to Hawaii. So no, I just went to Hawaii and skydived from Hawaii. It was incredible. I'll miss you. You've never done it? I have no desire. I thought I'm you liked good. that feeling that... I, all right, yeah, I can get my thrills from other places. Okay. But, all right. My, all right what, I, what I did want to say is that there are, there are not 
millions, not tens of millions, there are hundreds of millions of people that would look at what you do and say, I am horrified. I have no idea how you do that. There's no way in hell I would ever do that. Correct. Nothing ever hurts nearly as much after you've done it a hundred times. Yes. Except for cold showers in the morning. That will always <laughs> It's always the worst the fucking worst thing on the planet. Ever. 100%. All these guys I follow, all like the entrepreneurship people who are like, oh, you know, they start in their business and all that stuff. They all do the cold plunge. Yeah. And they've all got like the $5,000. I can't wait to own one of those. Oh my God, you're insane. Oh, they've got these like fancy, fancy tubs that oh, they yeah. get the ice floating and the Ugh. water's moving so it's Ugh. even colder. And they do it and they're like, they take videos every day. Of them getting into the cold yeah. plunge at 6.30 Sounds in the morning. Crazy. The funny thing is, everyone's all on the same page about yeah. it. They're like, it scares me to wake up. Mm-hmm. I don't like waking I, up. Dude, yes. I literally, I wake up and I'm scared. I'm I like, am oh scared. My, oh yes. my God, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to do this mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to. Yeah. But on the flip side, the positive side of that is it's like, it's like you're getting the chase by the lion out of the way. Yes. Like all of a sudden you've done it. Yes. You outran the lion. Literally the rest of your day is uphill. Yep. Every you single did the thing, thing. Yes. Everything about your day is uphill. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I did that, so this is nothing as comparable to that because I'm literally looking into the abyss of darkness yeah. in the morning, right? This is nothing compared to that abyss. Um, there's a quote. <laughs> there's a quote called "Success leaves clues unless you're clueless." Sure. Right. <laughs> so if somebody has what you want or the lifestyle that you want or whatever, right? They're probably doing something, right? And you can literally take somebody that like, hey, I want the life that you want. Mm-hmm. You can just do what they do and copy them. So it's, it's, here's another quote. It's okay to copy a cat as long as it's the right cat. Sure. Right? So it's like, it's, it's just kind of funny that mm-hmm. we actually have all the answers right in front of us. But just, sometimes we don't see it. Or we just won't do them. Yeah. Or, or we won't do them. Yeah, you're right. We just refuse. Yeah, you're just like, nah, I'm just going to keep talking about this is what I want and I'm, I'm okay just living like this, which is actually okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Right? sure. Everybody has their own reality. There's no right or wrong. There just is. Well, it's always, it always cracks me up because like everyone's, and I'm the same, I'm the same exact way. Everyone's got a reason of why they can't do something. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be oftentimes whenever I run into something like, oh, I'm just not wired this way. I'm like, oh, wait. That's bullshit. It's I could story. actually do right. it. And I may not be, I may not have an affinity to it, mm. but you could still do it if yep. you really wanted Hypothetically, to. Hypothetically, yes. If it was a life or death situation, there's no reason why you could not do this. I agree. And yeah. you're just stuck not doing it because yeah. you're lazy and not doing it. Yeah. It's a, it's a story that we tell, tell yeah. ourselves, which is okay, sure. right? But for somebody who's trying to change their life, here's another quote, change your story, change your life. I love right? quotes. Dude, they're awesome, right? Uh, I got, I got like a stupid notes app. I just write all my really? stuff. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I'll send you it. It's, yeah. It's awful. I would love that. <laughs> I just bought a big whiteboard for my room, mm-hmm. and I'll write down like you know, like my morning routine, things that I need to do. Um, one of the cool things that we did actually um, between me and my um, girlfriend is that uh, there's like six human needs, right? So um, this is like what what. We have needs that we like desire in life. Some some are more than others. Some are like lower. Um, it's contribution, uh, growth, significance, certainty, um, variety, and love. Right. Those are the six human needs. Okay. Um, usually we have like a top two. Right. And then what Lexi and I do is that we'll write down our needs, and then we'll actually write down the the quantified number of how the other partner is uh, how we feel. About the, like how is how is Lexi giving me love? How love do I feel? All right, and we'll put like on the board. It's not petty or anything. It's just like a benchmarker. Right. But it's nice. Like if we see like 
a four in like one of these areas, like we know is like, oh, my partner doesn't feel loved. And that's really, really cool to like do that. Um, one with yourself, you can see like what, what your needs are at. Because a lot of people, they we have values and we have needs, right? So my value is I won't cheat, I won't steal, I won't like whatever, right? It's crazy. Like when someone has this value, people will break their values to fulfill their needs. Sure. That's crazy, right? So it's like it's good to know like okay, where what are my needs are at inside a relationship? But anyways, um but then in the other corner I have like a list of um all these quotes that like I resonate with me and I'll just write them like on my whiteboard. It's cool cuz every morning I'll just like read these cool quotes. You yeah, hit it. It's nice. Do yeah. you like stoicism? Um I mean, I like philosophy in general. I don't like have like a really like like, oh, I like this one a lot. Like, I like, you know, minimalism makes sense, right? Stoicism makes sense. Like, I'll take parts of stuff that I like, and then I'll implement them into my life. But you, you obviously said that for a reason. It's Mamaricism. Mamaricism. Let's fucking go, dude. I love high fives. Oh, I'm writing that down, dude. Oh, you were going to mention something about the science of high fives. Can we bring it back to that? Sure. It's just, it's super simple. As I looked into this a little while ago because I heard someone mention it, but... Um, and it was, it was a, it was someone who has a ton of energy that I knew a long time ago and they would, every time they'd see you, you know, they, they dap you up, give you a big old hug, give you a high five and everything. And I was like, God, I just love this person. Like, why do I like them so much? Yeah. They change your state. Right. So I asked him about it. And I was like, I was like, I have no idea why, but I, I want to be around you. Like you've got this energy and it's so much fun. He's like, you know why? I fucking high five you every time I see you. He's mm-hmm. like, I've trained you like a dog. and you know it was it was a joke it was was like like, i'm messing with you i love you too but yeah yeah. it was and so he said no like when when you love when you give someone a high five dopamine you connect you get a you get a click of dopamine you just like a little hit and it's literally like hitting like a cigarette or something yeah so you just get like a hoof yeah happy yeah so i uh it's kind of funny because i did the same thing i trained my girlfriend this way too so every time i see her (laughs) i give her a big high five she loves it she literally without prompt will walk up to me and raise her hand. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it cracks me up. That's so cute. Oh my God, because I'm like, oh, you're hooked. <laughs> yeah. You get, a, you get a hit. And so this, so this is the funny thing that I want to like touch on is like, so there, there is science behind that. Yeah. And we use that science to make the other person feel good and have them like us. Some people will spin that and be like, hey, that's manipulation. That's bad. I don't think that's manipulation, right? No, I, I think that's just proper proper communication and you have a good intent behind it, yeah. right? So that and that's what sales is, right? So it's funny that you say high fives and the science behind it. I'm like the high five king I in, in sales. Dude, it's amazing. Every time I ask a question and the customer responds the way I want it, I'm like, "Yeah." And I literally <laughs> high five them Every single time, I remember multiple, multiple sales where I have like husband and wife almost like because they'll, they'll notice how many times I do it and like it's okay to talk about like how much high, I like high fiving, um, but they'll like be fighting over to see like who gets the high five and it's like it's so fun I like it. You're a trainer. You're a, you're a trainer of humans, and it's really fun. And it's like um, even deeper about the high five thing is like physical touch. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like receive love in certain ways, yeah. and you would be surprised. Some people. Don't touch other people, like not in a weird way, but they haven't been touched by somebody yeah. in a while. So if you can do like a like a grab on like the shoulder or a handshake or a high five, like you'd be surprised sometimes, or even a hug, that means a lot more to, to certain people than others, right? Obviously, some people are like, don't touch me. Right. Like don't, like, and 
don't touch that person. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always a bond. Right? But then there's that one person that, like, that has not been touched in a while and that like they will remember that moment. It'll and, change your day. Yeah, it's kind of cool right, to think about that and yeah. how you can impact someone's life just like with a simple like high five clap. We're kind of weird about that because I know, so I, I love I loved Joe Rogan. I'll come out and say it, whatever. I'll admit it, put it on the <laughs> table. But he had John Bernthal, the actor, on pretty yeah. recently. And so uh, John Bernthal is a character character and a half. And I think he's a terrific actor. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He was in The Walking Dead. Um, he's the Punisher, stuff like that. Uh, he, he was in Ford vs. Ferrari. Lee. Which I, actor in The Walking Dead? He's um, the guy who uh, ended up remarrying What's-His-Face's wife, the main character's wife. Oh, um, yeah, Michonne, he's like the, Rick, are you talking about Rick? Not Rick, so Rick's the main character, he's, he's the guy that whenever Rick was in the hospital, he ended up banging his wife. Which one? Shane. Shane, Shane, Shane. Shane. The, Shane. Short, yes. the short one, the short one. Oh, he's not that Lexi's like not talking because she doesn't want to like ruin the podcast. Thank you, no, me. Lexi, Respect. you killed it, You're thank, awesome. you. thank it's, you. It's Shane from The Walking Dead. I hope they heard that, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Shane from The Walking Dead, he does a bunch of stuff, but I think he's a phenomenal actor, so he's talking yeah. about, he was like... You know, his whole thing is like, look, I was a shithead as a kid and all this stuff. And like, I finally found my way. But he actually went to acting school in St. Petersburg, Russia, wow. which is wild. And so his whole, he's talking about how different it is over there. And you can imagine different culture. You can imagine. You, I, I can't imagine how different it is. And we've obviously got our shit going on with Russia right now. But uh, one of his big things was it's not abnormal over there for you to ask someone, hey, how's it going? And they just break down in tears and cry right in front of you and just absolutely let it out. And like, Dude, that's not, the fuck up. it's really? not weird. Really? It, like if someone did that in America, we'd run. We yeah, would you're like, booking, you're crazy. We would yeah. book it. You're not emotionally intelligent. <laughs> let me leave. I don't want to deal with this. But over Dude, there, it's, what? it's just it. They just express it. They're like, they're like, everything's wrong. I'm super fucked up. Blah, blah, blah. My family's all falling but apart. I can't share it with anybody and I have to keep it to myself kind of thing. Well, they would just they would just do it right in front of you. If you asked them, it was like, hey, how's your day? It'd be like, it's horrible. And they would just break oh, down. Oh, they're just like super open and expressive. Open. Because wow. they don't care. But imagine if we could actually do that. I don't think we'll ever get there. I, like maybe not as a culture. Like, you know, it would take like a lot. But I feel like you could do that with friends that sure. you trust in like scenarios, right? Well, yeah, we already do that. We do that with like our very close people. Yeah. But not with just strangers. Hmm. Do, I, do you feel like there's like benefit to being able to be like emotionally expressive to like that degree? I don't know. I think it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. I think some people would get benefit from it and some people wouldn't. I have a lot of friends. I mean, so my... Where that's coming from is I have a lot of friends who they probably share more with me than I need. And I've, I've, I've let them know. I'm like, hey, like, I will absolutely hear you out. I'm yeah. here for you. It and is what it is. that's fun for you. I'm willing to take on that toxicity because I know I can get rid of that's it. That's strong for you. That's it, cool. It sucks. It fucking sucks. But whatever. Like, I can go to the gym and I can do my apple cider vinegar and yeah. whatever. Like, I can get it out and forget about it. For some reason, you can't. So whatever. I'll do that for you. Um, nice. Good but, man. like, if it was someone I didn't know... It would be so horribly uncomfortable to take that on. I would have no desire to do that. Yeah, I feel like um, sometimes, like in those scenarios, that you don't even have to take it on. Some people, like they just need to talk, and you don't even need to absorb. They just have to get it out. They just have to get it you out. You don't have to take it. And out. the fact that you have an ear, yeah. but like you don't have to, like the ear and the heart don't have to be connected for them to still get that benefit. Sure. Like you know, does that does that make sense? Well, that's the point of venting, right? Yeah. 
But that's why whenever you see a movie and you see someone like crying their heart out or something, you feel a little uncomfortable. Like something something feels a little weird yes. inside. Maybe not yeah. uncomfortable, just different. Well, I, I feel like that actually is more on the individual that feels uncomfortable. So like, why do you feel uncomfortable that's in that scenario? Point. Like ask that question. Yeah. So um, I did, so before I did the Date with Destiny seminar, and I will take some more too, please. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Um, do you want some ice in a second? Yeah. Yeah, do you want to pause real quick and do that? Yeah, sure. Hey, right, bye guys, see you in a second. Yeah. All right, we're back. We're, we're back. We're, Cheers. We're, we're, clink, clink. Clink, clink. Love it. So you're right. It is in the individual. And I think it's because some people react differently to that. And they're like, some people will laugh at like the sad scenes. And then some people will like really feel it and hurt. Yeah. It's just kind of you. Yeah. I was, um, so what I was going to refer to is like, um, so I did my date with destiny, um, seminar and that was like, I was like super open to that. And it's like, you have to be open to get like the most value from like events like this. Yeah. But I did one before. Um, it's called UPW Unleash the Power Within. Um, and they'll do these meditative states where they like go back to like these times and they did it and like I was like not open to it. So but I was trying like my best and all around me. So we're in a dark room with like ten to twelve thousand people, right? It's like it's crazy. And, <laughs> and like everybody's like hysterically like screaming crying like you know letting out like all their inner demons and like i'm like they're like oh what the fuck's going on and yeah. i if you're not open to it you just yeah. be horrified yeah and it was like so like in my head at that moment i was like oh these guys are weird because they're screaming and crying yeah. but in actuality i had a closed off heart and mind and so i couldn't even get to what they they were feeling it was actually me it was i'm the, the problem the monkey brain the monkey brain took over and was like protect 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 run yeah. run run yeah and it's like super interesting so i love like moments like that like like we can ask ourselves questions to figure out like deeper like why we do certain things um here's like another example so my friend caleb erdman um he did this uh event called mitt um and that's more like emotional base and he was doing like a specific example of like how they they had like everyone sitting in a line and they would take like something or like whatever, like a book or whatever, like pass it down, right? And then there would be a person at the end of the line. So there would be like two people at the end of the line. And let's say that second person, um, the person like, you know, the person standing, like the person that's helping, like you have to hand it to them. That person would skip the last person because like he's already there, already close mm -hmm. and then hand it to the person. And then they would like stop everything and then I like, call this person out. I was like, why did you skip this person? It's like, you know, you did this for this reason, like Trump, blah, 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 blah. And they would like just like basically like gaslight this person, like, like, you know, and like figure out on a deeper level, why did you skip this person? Like whatever, right? It was like, so that shit like is a bit intense for me. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, but you, you had the choice to skip whoever you wanted? No, so I didn't do this actual seminar. I'm just I'm speaking off of the words of somebody who has done it, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like, so there is like a deeper meaning, like, okay, like, like and maybe there isn't, right? But actually, why did that person skip that last person, sure. right? Yeah. Was there like a superiority complex or something like that, blah, 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 blah. It was like, it's just so funny that like these, we do these small things day in and day out without even recognize. So for example, like let's say we shake hands right now, right? Some people will do like their hand over yeah. or other way to like do dominance, right? Or too. they'll pull them towards them or grab their shoulder, right? Yeah. And maybe they're not even thinking of it. 
And it's like, well, why did they do it? Well, they're asserting dominance. Well, why, why are they asserting dominance? Well, if they're in control, they feel protected. Well, why do, why do they feel the need to feel control and protected? Well, if they're in control, then things don't go out of their control because of that one time when they were four, that their mom did this, and then if they were in control, then they feel like they would die. Right? And it's like this long rabbit hole of like this small thing that this person does in reality is comes from this one moment in their childhood. And it's like shit like that is like super interesting and super like it's realistic. And if you can know like why I do this and understand yourself, you're just going to feel like more in line with yourself and just happier as like a person, in my opinion. Well, you have to think. So every pretty much every time it comes out that someone did something horrible in the news, it always traces it back to like, okay, wait a minute. Let's go back to the family life right. as a kid. What happened? What events sparked this butterfly effect? Right. But you have to think that when you're a kid, going back to what you said earlier, okay. this event happens that causes some kind of hit of a happy chemical or a negative chemical. One of the two. It's really powerful in a kid's mind. They're mm -hmm. like, no, we, we would not, we can't handle them as adults. How are you going to handle as a kid who's still forming? Yeah. So you get this little, you get this chemical hit and all of a sudden everything is different. It's completely their changed. Their whole lens and their life. filter. Yeah. Everything. It's wild. We still can't handle as adults. I don't, yeah. I, 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 so you mentioned AI and medicine and all that. I would also love to see the point in time where we can we can go in and like see those things, figure them out and measure them and say, oh wait, this wow. explains why. That'd be awesome. It'd be really cool. And you're like, oh, okay, because we can trace this chemical back to something that happened. Exactly, it's oh. it's a 20 year old chemical. It's been that there for be, that long. It's that'd built be in. intense. We can remove it if you want. And yeah. all of a sudden you take it out and you're like, oh, whoa. Well, I feel great. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I don't not resent. I don't resent these people anymore. Yeah, there's um, cause like right now, how to like have like a breakthrough, like emotionally, like um, there's like literally like a five step process, like satiation, um, and then you like an emotional threshold, and like blah 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 blah. Uh, so Tony Robbins used to take people through these steps and get them to the emotional threshold, and then kick them over the edge, so yeah. that way they can have like an epiphany. But the problem with that is that the person would always regress because they didn't come up with the answer themselves. So I would, that would be, say, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, he would like, he would get up to like the fourth step and then he would just keep going and going and going until they came up with the fifth step themselves so they can learn the lesson. So that way, like it, it stuck. So that would be, I would be curious to see like, because I don't think it's an if, I think it's a when we come up with the technology to go into the brain like that and go down that neuron path. Yeah, the Neuralink stuff. I yeah, mean, seen the I would shit be that curious if like if they were able to solve it, solve it, and if it did make like long lasting like an effect, or if the person would regress. I would be curious to see that because that would be. That'd be cool. I have no idea. I wish, do, I wish Dr. Matt was here. I know. So he's, Dr. Matt. I call him Dr. Matt. Where I you at? Him. Yeah, he's, he's been real busy. He's getting married next month, and he's, he's got med school stuff. But I know Chelsea was busy, too. So either way, usually I have Matt and Chelsea on. And yeah. We're a really fun trio because so we all disagree on literally everything. Yeah. I want you to meet them at some point. You will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, your friends, friends of your friends would be my friends. They're great people. You love them. Um, and so, you know, Chelsea works in marketing, and she's got a very, like, because I am super against hacking the brain for the cause of profit. I'm, I am against that, I think, mm. which is why I have a vendetta against insurance and uh, the advertising worlds. Okay. But 
she's she sees the positive side to it. She reigns me in a lot, which is really nice. And Matt is all he's medical stuff, but he's very business minded, which is really fun. And I'm kind of you know philosophy and sales, so we do the you know a little bit of everything. But. Yeah, little push pull from every. I would probably be on the um, pro side of like hacking as far as like the brain and like the body. That's Hacking's kind of... a negative word for it. Interesting. I okay. Think. I I don't think what you I don't think what you do is hacking. I think what a lot of people do in so like all right so for example what i'm talking yeah. about is one of my favorite quotes good investors don't sell investment advice okay and i'll swear by that and okay. so you've got all these people on the internet that are like hey come pay me 500 a month and i'll teach you and i'll that. teach you how to read the stock market blah 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 they're they're triggering people's greed they're saying mm. hey this person is desperate they need money they're not in a good position they feel like a failure come pay me and I'll give you the secrets. That's a hack. That is very negative, and I disagree mm. with all of it. Okay. The where I think it's not a hack, I think it's something I don't have the positive word for it, but it's like the high five thing we did. Yeah. Like if, if you want to deepen a relationship with That's someone optimization? Would you optimization is a fine word? Okay. All right, we'll so figure wait, it out. let's take a left turn. We're doing great on time. All right, let's take a left turn here. Do you believe in true altruism? Define altruism for me. Doing something purely for the sake of the goodness of it with no benefit in mind. Um, my first gut reaction would be is no. Neither do right? I. Yeah, I would say that, um, and I think it's okay, but we're all selfish creatures, um, looking at our best interest first, because like, to be honest, like that's, that's probably how it should be because like, we need to keep ourselves alive. Right. Um, and if you, the end goal would be, is that altruism, right? So, but we need to go through a life of being selfish to then give back, right? Sure. Because if you if you don't have anything, you can't give back, or you have very little little to give back, right? Um, and then when you do end up giving back, you're not giving back, in my opinion, um, just because you want to. Like a lot of people like will say that, right? Like people who are at a higher level of consciousness, right? Where they're like they'll cry over like a fly dying, right? Like that's awesome, but I think that's just like a level of consciousness. At the end of the day, right? I think that. That might, be, that might be a disease. <laughs> hey, that's we, intense. We all have, like, but that's a level of consciousness. Like, for real. Sure. Um, people actually do experience that. I believe it. Um, yeah. I, I, but at the end of the day, even though you do have those feelings are real, um, at the end of the day, I think you're feeling that empathy or, or that sympathy because it, it feels good for you to feel that way. Like, you feel like a good person. You feel, you feel like a good person. person. Exactly. So You're going exactly where I was planning. Yeah. Which is like... Well, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like when you when, when you see some when you see someone who's in a really well off position and they donate a boatload of money to charity and they go and spend their time doing it, why do they do it? Um, tax benefits. It makes them feel important, and you're contributing to society. Public image. I would tag as the fourth one, yeah. but all three of yours are perfectly valid, and I would say all those are correct. I would. But yeah, keep going. It does that sense. make it a bad thing? No. I don't think it does. I at think all. it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I think the motive. So, it's it's long term thinking, and so we've been we've been short term thinkers for so long because our lives have been so short, and you know up until eighty years ago, hundred years ago, some up to like a hundred years ago, our lifespan was fifty years, maybe fifty sixty. Even before that, it was like we would live to thirty five. You were an old man if you you were the wise old elder if you were 55, 56 years old. Yeah. And sure. so you think about that. 56, you're in your prime. You're in your best money-generating years. 
you've got a beautiful family, hopefully. You've got all these things going for you. You've got a gigantic <laughs> network. You're, if you're in your late 50s, you are probably earning more money and you know more people than you've ever known. You're kicking ass, taking names. That's wild. Why did that happen, I ask? Um, how, why that moment in time is like the most um, substantial? No. Why have, why, have, why have we increased to that point? Why, why are we so long now? Well, health. Like, 100%. Like, medicine. Yeah, yeah, medicine, for sure. Like, just, like, like, like we have soap, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, <laughs> Can't ignore that. Because our, our body, um, like, it starts to decline at a certain age. Um, I forget what that age was. I think it's, like, closer to, like, 40 or something like that is, like, our, our testosterone levels will start to, like, dip down. Right. And like, we'll, we'll like, you can never get them back, like, you know, naturally. Right. So like, we were not technically designed to live this long. Right? The human body deteriorates. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. right. Um, so we've extended this life and like, this is where we're, fi- we're finding new problems. Like, like, oh, I'm 50 and I'm still not dead. I have to figure out, like, I've already accomplished everything. Like what, what's next. Right. And this is where people are now getting more spiritual um higher levels of consciousness um learning more and contributing more things like that so life is like weird because like we've changed into different seasons right um like you know younger um middle age older to the oldest right um and now we're getting to the point where we're the oldest where we're teachers giving back um giving that money charity and stuff like that meanwhile when we're younger we're still growing and we're getting to that level so life yeah, why has life changed? Well, medicine, um, I think it's a great thing. I can't wait for it to even go longer so we can experience more of it. You you walked yourself into exactly where I was going to go. So let me tag on to that. I so got me, you again. No, nah, you, you did fantastic. So exactly what I was going towards was that we've identified that the long-term thinking and the rewards of it are by far better than the short-term thinking. The mm-hmm. short-term thinking is zero-sum. I have to take to get, yeah. and that's it. The long-term thinking is if I give and if I learn the spirituality and I go through all these things where I learn how to have my healthy relationships and to contribute, it not only benefits others, but it really benefits me. It really benefits you. And if you break it down, that's selfish as hell. But guess what? You are impacting 20 times more than just yourself. And that is a great thing. I think it's a great thing. So my biggest gripe with a lot of the people on the internet these days is that there are so many people and maybe it's robots. I don't know. Maybe it's not real profiles, <laughs> but it, it looks and it appears as that there are so many people that are criticizing others for doing good shit. And I don't yeah. understand it. I've never understood it. I, I would say it's probably just like a low level of consciousness. Mostly it might be like a pride thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like they haven't done anything to like that level. So they're going to find something bad. Like there's always going to be like quote unquote haters. Yeah, it's like, like you didn't donate enough. I'm like, what the fuck is enough? Yeah. Like, like you donated. Like, and then, but like, look at you, like, you know, your social justice keyboard warrior. Like that's crazy. So, but I think that's fine because like, there's, there's always going to be that yin and yang, right? There's, there's going to be the good and the bad right because you need the bad to appreciate the good of course right so it's like i, w- I would probably look into perspective like hey thank you for existing so that way i can see how good you know x y and z are yeah so maybe just like a different perspective right if that makes sense it's a very positive way of looking at it yeah i, I, like it's, I mean it's definitely harder <laughs> harder it's a very positive way yeah it's like and it, it just makes if but if you look at it like deeper than like that surface level message that you might have read like what's the person behind that 
writing that message. So yeah. I'll experience it whenever I'm like I'm working because like I'm I'm the worst person in the world to some of these people. I'm a door to door salesperson, right? They're gonna take all their stuff out on yeah, hundred percent. Like the yeah. the concept of a salesperson is already already terrible. It's like you don't care about me, you don't have my best interests, you just want to do something to me, right? Right? It's like but in actuality, like I want to serve these people, give them an excellent product. But some people because like, you're rewarded to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's win win, right? right? I love win wins. Yeah. If it's a win win, then I don't think like why should this be bad? Um, so some people like and this is more rare now that I've gotten better. But some people they'll be very angry that I knock their door, right? No, listen, get the fuck out of here. What's going on? I'm gonna call the cops on you, right? And so a lot of people they can take that moment. And they can let it affect like their ego or their self identity. How could you not if you're a normal person without the training? Exactly right. It's like, but if you take a step back and look at it, they're not saying these things to you as a person because right. they don't know you. They're saying these things to the scenario. And then even deeper than that is like, what kind of person would say those things? I could not imagine myself ever saying these crazy things to a random person who came to my door. Maybe I might get irritated, but I would never spew venom like that. It's like, so what could possibly be happening in this person's um, life? Um, could he have like a family member that just died? Could he lost his job? Something like that, right? So I always think is like, like I, I like have love in my heart for those people. It's like, hey, I, I'm, I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, basically, to like those people, but like, in my head, I'm like, I'm just gonna turn around and walk away. I'm not gonna have a conversation with somebody. Sure, like you that. won't tell them that. Yeah, like 100%. <laughs> but that's like in my head, like my heart goes out to that person. And a lot of the times, just to shake it off, like I'll kind of laugh. Like, <laughs> dude, what the fuck just happened? If that if that kind of makes sense. Take three steps back. Not, not one step, three steps back. And yeah. Like, oh, wait a minute. This situation from a third person point of view sucks like look at that and be like dude i feel so bad for someone like that right and it goes from like oh woe is me to like i now have empathy right for this person that's hard to do that's it, really yeah, it's hard, super to hard. Do. yeah i try i'm bad about that and i'll be open about that i suck at that i see someone doing something kind of shitty and i'm like all like i have a very i have a very logical straightforward brain i don't work in multiple directions i don't have that superpower i really wish i did and so all of a sudden, someone does something stupid, like driving is a great example. You see someone do something horrible and inconsiderate on the road, and it just consumes my brain of like, what the hell are you doing? You have no consideration for the eight people around you. You could have right. hurt, you could have, every one of them probably has a family. And, and then it's just like, it, it's a negative train of thought that compiles. Yeah, boom, boom, like, boom, now I'm upset, now I'm Then your day's ruined, and yeah. you're like, I, I can't, oh, it's so bad. But instead, that mindset is essential. Whereas you take it out of it, and you're like, oh, they did not know what they're doing. There's no way anyone yeah. did it on purpose. There's something happened. It is what it is. I love them. I feel bad for them. Yeah. That is so hard to do. Yeah. And it's, uh, it comes with practice. Right? Absolutely. Because like, it's, like, it's like a muscle, and you can just flex that muscle. So the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. I got to practice. Yeah. Everyone should, but I really need to practice. Yeah, de definitely. Um, do some door-to-door -door sales. You might get a lot of <laughs> practice oh, real God. fast. I, so funny enough, you yeah. know, is I kind of do. Is a yeah. lot of a lot of our projects, you know, is like we do a lot of ground-up development. And so a lot of that is I will literally go to the areas surrounding where we're building, hand out flyers. Yeah. It is absolutely one or the other. It cracks me up. Yeah. And you know, I'm telling personal stories here. I don't want to take away from your experience. No, that's okay. I think the audience wants to hear more about you too. Nah, man, I love talking to you. But all right, so either way, <laughs> it's like it's literally one or the other. When you know, you walk up and you knock, you say, "Hey, just let you know, we're building something over there. I know a lot of people in this area looking for warehouses." And it's either, "Holy shit, how'd you know?" It's like we literally like this is something we need. 
can I, can you talk to me more? I would love to. I'm not trying to take up your time. If you want to schedule a time later, we can do it. I'm here for you. Let me know. Nice pitch. The other one. I can't believe you're here right now. There's no soliciting sign. Why are you talking to me? I'm like, look, man, your warehouse is busting out the ass. You want a flyer? You don't want a flyer. No big deal to me. I don't really care. Yeah. It's no skin off my back. Perfect. I'm going to go talk to your competitors. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. going gonna to take it. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Like, I'm glad that you've experienced that. Um, it's weird. It's weird for the longest time, and then all of a sudden, it's not weird. Yeah, you I become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, do some hundred times. It doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Unless it's a cold shower. <sighs> Dude, I, I literally like sometimes. In I honor just... of you, I'm gonna do one tomorrow morning. Do it. I never do them. Yeah. I so I used to do like kind of like the pussy version where I would, you know, I get in the warm shower. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you turn it cold for a minute, and it's a shock. You know, you're still transitioning, but it does not have the same effect. Okay, that's good. Because I've tried both of them. The starting with the cold one is way more brutal. Yeah, awful. It's like, yeah. But that's the point. You want to shock your system. Yeah. You absolutely just want to, like, you want to give it a kick in the ass and just go. I'm just thinking to myself, like, when I do it, like, Lexi will hear me. I'll, like... I'll step in there, you're like, just, just uh, make it a, <laughs> I haven't even, like, turned it on you have to yet. breathe, you have yeah. to breathe. <sighs> and, like, I'll literally, like, she'll, she's probably heard me, I'm like, why the fuck do I do this? Yeah. Why do I do this? I'm, like, yelling at myself, like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> so, sometimes I'll last 20 seconds, sometimes I'll last 30 seconds, sometimes I'll last a minute. Um, I definitely, I will... As soon as I get past, like, a minute, I feel like it's okay to go to, like, the warm. I won't stay in that cold shower the whole time. You just want to shock your body. Yeah. I, I have this guy named Tom. Um, he's my friend's Tony's friend from Ireland, and I don't think he actually has hot water at his house. Yeah, he has, like, a small, like, super small, like, 12 by, like, 16, like, like, small apartment in downtown london like it's like super small like he has like a bed it's a, it's a flat a it's a flat basically yeah it's a flat um that's it and we like stood there slept on the floor and like i went to go like you know wash my hands and i was like dude this water is cold as fuck he's like yeah i don't have hot water i was like what i was like i wanted to take a shower i guess i'm not taking a shower right yeah, yeah. um and then he takes a shower and he takes a shower in the this guy's a psycho in the shower like freezing cold because he doesn't have hot water in the dark he takes showers in the dark, dude. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, man? And he's like, not like breathing crazy. He's like singing. He's like, ha, da, 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 We're da, so da. spoiled. Yeah, I was like, dude, what? But he's like used to it. We're so spoiled. Yeah, and it's like, so now he's like, he's uh, acclimated to like the cold. So like in like Ireland, or, or like he's in London, sorry. Super cold. We're wearing like these super puffy jackets. He's wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. And like, he's like, oh, it feels great. And it's like, like my friends in the Midwest. Yeah, it's, it's like 50 degrees out and they're walking around with shorts and a t-shirt. It's something else to me. I, so I compare that to like, I have a couple entrepreneur friends and the jump that they take probably feels like nothing to them because they do that shit every day. And so like, they're like, yeah, I get in the cold shower. I do this. I cause myself pain. So now the thought of me running my brand or like this thing that I believe in and I love is no longer scary. And I have, I have the power to now chase that. I'm not, I'm not sucked into like, Oh, I've got to do this thing I hate because I have to get by. It's it's like, oh no, I've already conquered the worst part of my day. Let's jump, like let's just jump over the cliff and see what happens. It helps. It yeah. helps a lot. Um, so last year was my biggest year, and I felt like unstoppable. Every single morning, I would work out, 
do cold showers, stick to my routine. What times do you work out? I'm curious. I would wake up around like 7.30, so not even that early. It's not that early. Yeah, it was just like a normal time. I would go to bed super late, like 12, and I would still get like seven to eight hours. Like, so it was like, it was a good routine, That's right? That's a great routine. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was awesome. Um, and I would do, I would do breath work, I would read, I would journal, and it was like, it like, it felt like I was vibrating on like a different frequency like out there and I was like I was hitting I was hitting it was like it was so cool um but it's fun because like so I think it's like the book Atomic Habits but like these small things that we do day in and day out will just it'll spiral us to like a level where we can just like up or down up or down yes 100% like people will and that's how people get depressed and end up killing themselves because they don't realize that they're on this spiral downwards and it stacks right yeah so it's um i like the concept of treating every day as its own right and like how can i make this day optimal the best i can be how can i be in the present moment how can i just like live this day as if it was like my last and i'll even do that with like customers right i'll like imagine like in my head like imagine if i sold this person they would make me like a million dollars right how will you treat that person if you like you you would remember their dog's name it'd be different it would be different right so i try to put my brain into like that perspective of like how can i treat this day the best i could possibly be um now sometimes like do i just i'm a lazy shit sometimes 100 percent. but it's still in like the back of my head like okay like i need to make the most out of this day does that make sense? It does, cool. and I almost feel like, and I know we're, we're running long, I don't want to slow us down because I'm loving this, and so what I kind of wanted to move towards is like, do you think the, like the original feelings that you end up having, because I know you talked about you went through like the childhood stuff, and you yep. go through that, and you deal with it, and you find it, you identify it, yep. is that a motivator almost? Uh, it doesn't make yeah. it on a motivator, like a, maybe a motivator, I don't know. I would say no. It just it feels good to be aligned with yourself, right? Sure. So if if you understand yourself and you know who you are, then you can that could be in a sense a motivator because like, like superpower. To be yeah, because you then you can like tackle any you know task knowing that you were doing it to the truest. You're not, you don't have like that, you know, the, the word everyone's saying, imposter syndrome. Yeah. You don't have that. That's a good buzzword nowadays. Yeah, it's a huge buzzword. That's why I said it. Um, but, yeah, 100%. No, being more in line with who I am, like, Your as values. a person. Yes. Um, it helps a lot because then you can feel more certainty, more conviction into just whatever acts that you do. Yeah. And specifically in like sales, right? Or like just whenever you're, so there's a book called, um, called Sell Every Sold by Grant Cardone. Um, the concept is say- Say what you want about him yeah. right now. <laughs> um, I, I like his books. I don't really care for him as like, you know, as a public figure, right? Just anyways, but I like his books. The Sell Every Sold book, um, great book for anybody doing sales, right? To get them in that mindset. Um, it talks about how everything that we do is sales, right? So for example, I right now am trying to sell you on the idea that this is a concept, right? Sure. I'm selling, you're being sold. And then um, parents, Happy right? to be sold. Yeah, right, which is good. So some people, they're like, I'm being sold, and they shut down, right? I it's fucking like, love it. Oh yeah, my God. I, I think it's great. It's like, fun. Dude, dude, there's nothing more like, 
well, there's probably plenty of things more, but like the, the, the value of like a really good salesperson feels so good. It does. Right. It Especially does. if like, if you're trying to like, if you're actively trying to like buy like something like a house product, like whatever, and you have something helping you with that process and they're good at it. And it's something you already wanted. Oh my God. Just like a breath of fresh air. It's the best. Yeah. Versus like the guy who's like not giving it his all and he just kind of sucks at it. And and the worst part is if you already wanted it, the guy who's not dealing with it correctly is going to turn you off. Because yes. like, you're like, God, I wanted this so bad. So why bad. did you, why did you take me away why did from you fuck this? this up? Like, why did you do this? Yeah. So, uh, all you had to do was say these three words. Yeah. Here it is. It's, uh, <laughs> that's called a self-actualized buyer uh-huh, in that scenario. It. So there's like, there's multiple different types of buyers the self-actualized buyer um, knows exactly how they want it the way they want it at the price that they want it you know my biggest addiction what being that guy I love it you love being the self-actualized buyer I love walking into a (laughs) store knowing I'm making a big purchase walking up and saying hey show me where XYZ is and they're like oh it's over here I want to show you these features I'm like Mike stop talking yeah, <laughs> like, just, I'm here. I'm here. Right Guess what? Over. Shake my hand. I'm taking it. Yeah, it, it, but it's crazy. Like, like the new salespeople will like almost not even hear that. They don't. And, like, like they keep talking. They'll keep, keep doing talking. their script, and then the, quit the, selling. You're like at a certain point, it's like I don't even want it anymore. I'll yeah. come back tomorrow when you're not here. I will pay you to stop talking. Like literally. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I want to. Sh- so here's my favorite: is when it's a young sales guy or sales gal who doesn't who doesn't yet know all the tricks. And so they only know their script. They'll begin their script and I will literally stop them and say, hey, look, I'm just letting you know, I want it, I'm buying it today. And they're they're dumb enough, not smart, they're dumb enough to know, huh, oh shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, they like, and, yeah. and you, just, you just give them a big old high five or a handshake and they're like, they're like, dude, this is like, you're making my day. And I'm like, I know I'm making your day. I, I'm you, yes. you're, you're me five years ago. Like I get it. Like, and I, this I, is okay. This is okay. We can have this interaction, drop the act. I love you. We're here. We're friends. All right, let's go for it. Cool. Tell me all the fun shit I'm going to do with this. Yeah, <laughs> like 100%. not, not the stuff you're told to do this, but like, tell me all the fun shit I'm going to do. <laughs> but so that's honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love sales so much because like as like a sales rep, you can actually create those scenarios even if a person didn't know they wanted to buy something yeah you can create it sure right sure. like for example um like we're, like i'm going to the jags game right but let's say like it was something like crazy right um and i named all of your best friends right this person this person this person this person this person we're all doing this thing they'd sell you, me immediately you, yes right yeah like i didn't know i had a desire to do whatever this was but i'm in well it's i don't care about the thing i care about the things that you named correct which are the friends the friends right, right. it's right. like but you can create that scenario well because so. no one wants so in, in an instance where you're selling someone to selling something to someone they never care about the thing they care about the pain points that you're going to bring up yeah, I, I would agree. Like, so everybody, um, they choose to do some things out of two reasons: either the um, the, the the gain of pleasure, sure. right, or the uh, avoidance of pain. One right? of those two. So and pain's one, always stronger. Yeah, the, yeah. The pain is twice as strong as pleasure. Which is why I remember it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I I love that. And I actually I didn't know I used to do this, but like as like a kid, like in middle school slash early like high school, like I had my group of friends, sure. and I would like. I would lie, right? I would talk to, let's say, Malachi. I was like, hey, Malachi, Spencer, Tony, and Brandon, we're all doing this thing already. I, I haven't even talked to, to 
Spencer, Tony, and Brandon, but I would say that. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you want to come? Oh, yeah, they're doing it? Yeah, I'm down. And then I would do the exact same thing. Hey, Malachi, Tony, and Brandon, do you want to do it? The right. presumptive close. Yeah, it was like, so don't do that and like, you're professional, but it's so funny. Like, like I was doing this as, like, a kid without even knowing, like, the science behind it. Right? It's kind of cool. Well... I don't know. Sales is always just kind of like a thing that we figure out when we're young. Cause so the best example I remember, and I follow all these really, I'm not a dad, but I, I follow all these like dad pages, like the dad, um, I know there's a whole bunch of them, but the dad's the biggest one where the big joke is <laughs> kid. Hey, I want this. Go ask your mom. I already asked mom. She said to talk to you. Ah, shit. What do I do? <laughs> it's like, it's exactly what it is. It's yeah. like, I've already sold the other guy. Now I'm coming to sell you, but the other one doesn't want to be sold. They want to pass it off to someone yeah, else. And if the stall. other party, if the other party makes the decision, I have to make the decision. Right. I gotta say yes. Oh, like, fuck. Yeah. Right. yeah. Dude, kids are manipulative. You know, what sure. are, you know what's awesome manipulative? Dogs. Dogs yeah. are super Dogs are smart. Dogs are smart. Dogs are so smart. They're smart. Dude, my dog is like, has figured it out. So my dog, I've been telling Graham, he's not like fully trained. It's like very frustrating. But... This dog knows how to push my fucking buttons. Like he he wants to he wants to play. Like he will just one run right up to you with like the ball, right? And he's like, play, play, play. And it's like I like you. Know, you could be relaxing and do something like that. But he knows like if I stand here long enough, bothering him, like touching him, touching him, he will get he will get that. He will just manipulate the fuck out of me. Dogs are the best salespeople. Dude, they really are. And they so are. this is funny that you say that. I feel like that. Anybody could be an incredible salesperson if they got rid of like their um, their ego and like their emotions. Like let's say you were like a robot, right? Yeah. And you can just do these numbers, say these things, right? You could you, delete the programs. You you would make millions and millions of dollars being Constantly. being a sales rep, yeah. right? Yeah. The only reason why people aren't good at be, at sales, right, and making those millions of dollars is because they have these emotions and they have this self identity and this ego and this self concept. Like, and that's like, so it's like, it's, it's so funny like that we are human. So I do like the fact that I do sales and I'll always be doing sales in like some sort of degree because AI and technology, I don't believe that it'll actually ever um, get rid of that. And we should go back to that. But my, my, the one point I did want to make is that that's what, that's what makes you human is that it's the pride, the emotions and everything like that. That's the one thing that does separate you from a robot. So it's not entirely bad. It's not. I mean, it's not killing you. With the pride and the emotions. Yeah. So, like you're saying, like if you could remove all these things, you. I think would, it's great. Yeah. You would make the millions of dollars. You would. But that's not. Is it worth giving up? I would say no. It's not always worth giving up. Yeah. No, I would say no. The all right. So we should deal with the. We should deal with the. Are AI going to replace sales? Which I also think is a no. And so I think that like the marketing world. Now again, I wish Chelsea was here, but like in the marketing <laughs> world, they have replaced so much of the sales world that they do feel very confident in this. And I am half tech, half whatever else you want to call me, sales, philosophy, anything like that. And the half tech side of me says, we could make everything better, everything better. And the other half says, well, wait a minute. There's literally no point to life if we don't have human interaction. Like it's always going to be there. And so I work in the most historically unchanging world and the planet, commercial real estate. It has never changed it is not going to change for a while but it will it will i swear by it and my basis for this who has a stockbroker anymore fucking no one no one has a stockbroker you go on e-trade you go on charles schwab you do any of these things this was something 
that only people who had money would do. They would call up their guy. They have a guy in New York, and they say, "Hey, you know, I heard this this Apple company. Yeah, you know, they're doing some stuff. I want you to I want you to buy some shares for me. I'll I'll wire you the money, or I'll I'll send you a check." And that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Commercial real estate, it's still very similar. It is slow ass moving. Nothing is moving, and you got a couple startups really trying to change it. They're, yeah. they're trying to create the marketplace and do all these things, but at the end of the day, there's always still a human involved. And I'm kind of caught in the middle of like, hey, we could make all of this more efficient. We could take we could take a lot of the fees out of this. Like I'm on the brokerage side. Like I, I literally negotiate and find deals for a living. That's what I do. A lot of it could be taken away. A lot of it, which means fees are going to be reduced, which means I make less money. But if you're someone who's adapted to that and found their value, it's not a bad thing at all. We're trimming the fat yeah. very quickly. Mm. I love it. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. And I, I think that sales will replace, or AI will replace some salespeople, in my opinion. But U- I think Useless ones, not you, good ones. Yes, yes. There's always going to be a, a market for good salespeople. Someone who can advertise a product. Yeah, 100%. But then the trash people, like they're going to be replaced by like automated responses, like where you can just text somebody, like, and then you're you're good, right? Even less than that. I mean, you basically have like either way. I think brands are going to do the same thing. So I did want to give a good shout out because I think every good brand has a story, and it is essential nowadays because everyone and their mother wants to start a brand, and. It doesn't work. It's, it's this thing that was kind of sold to us as like, look, e-commerce is a thing, and now everyone's got the internet, and all you have to do is open up a Shopify account and like make yourself make yourself cool and appealing, and everyone will buy your shirts and do all this stuff. And we talked about the punny shirt ideas earlier. Everyone has those. Chiller Every well. single yeah, I love my Chiller Well stuff. I love them. it's all everything. All everything Dolphin. One word on Instagram if you want to check them out. I love them. Sponsored. Sponsored. So no actually. Not actually, yeah, but the one excellent company makes good stuff. So where I was going with this is that a friend of mine, I, I call him a friend, I've only talked to him a few times. Um, his name's Zane Bajois, which is a great name. I don't know if I could spell it, but um, he runs a, he's, he's recently opened up a brand called, uh, it's, it's called Orphan is the brand. And if you want to look him up on Instagram, it's Welcome Orphans. Wonderful brand. And his whole concept is, look, I was literally an adoptee, like I did my thing. I've always kind of had the positive attitude and I don't know why, and I just want to spread it. I just want to spread it to the people who feel lost and they just want to find their place. You have to have a story if you're going to be a brand now and you have to sell it in that way, but you don't want to sell it. You want it to be valuable. Yes. Which is like the highest level of sales. Because it is, it's still sold. It's still sold. Right? Correct. Still sold. Absolutely yeah. correct. So... I don't know. That was my one plug. Is I, d- I did want to shout him out because that, so like that reminded me because I'm I'm kind of against the whole branding thing. I think it's really silly, and I think a lot of brands are goofy. And then you've got Nike and Adidas and all these like the, these giants who just absolutely monetize the fuck out of everything they do. They breathe and they poop money, and that's that's what it. That. Yeah, it is what it is. But then all of a sudden you run into something like All Everything Dolphin or Zane's brand, which is the Orphan, and you say. I resonate with this. I would spend money with this. I'd spend more money on it, even if it's an inferior product, because it makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, which is a level of selfishness it as is. well. It right? is. I like. I'd rather do this in that opportunity cost. Yeah, we do need to talk about those those six uh, human, human needs. needs. Yeah, whatever it is, I do want to hear more about that. But dude, um, that one's that one's super awesome. So, um, at, so it's a growth 
variety slash uncertainty, um, significance, love, um, growth, variety, love, growth, variety, love, significance, contribution, and what's the last one? Growth, variety, love, significance, certainty, variety, right? So those are like the top six. So it's funny because I thought that my top two needs were significance and certainty, um, but it's actually variety and growth, right? So it's, it's kind of cool to like rank um, what you're getting like in your life as far as like your needs and you can kind of figure out like what areas that you need to focus more on if that kind of makes sense so you can literally i love doing it specifically like if you have an emotional partner sure right so you can imagine um out of those six like how much are you giving to your emotional partner right, right? so you can think about that um and then you can also think about like okay well, what they think, like how much they are receiving, because those are two different interpretations: yeah. how much you think you're giving, how much you think you're, um, how much you think you're getting, right? Of course. And if you can, those like like minor shifts, it's like it's so fun to notice that because nobody will leave a relationship where they're ten out of ten on all of their needs. Right. Why would you? They, why would you? Right. All my needs are met. Like I'm fully in love. Right. Like spiritually, I feel connected to this person. Right. I'm doing it. There's no reason to. Exactly. Right. So most people leave just because their needs aren't being met. Yeah. Right. And people don't even realize it. So they're not, they're playing a game. They don't understand the rules. Right. So I would encourage everybody out there to uh, figure those, figure those out. So it's uh, love, growth, significance, certainty, um, contribution and variety those would be like the six and then you can look up tony robbins um six human needs i think they're valuable i think they're super valuable i think it's like it's it's impacted me in my relationship yeah. it's like um specifically like my girlfriend lexi should she she operates very well with like um correct me if i'm wrong like black and white like this is how i'm feeling Right. He's like, oh, if you are feeling this and I can directly do this to make you feel better. Right. Right. So it's like if I direction. Right. And it's, it's, and it's super nice to have that inside like a partner where I can like literally be like, hey, like um, what you said made me feel this type of way. And this is why. Sure. And it's like, oh, OK, that's good to know that. Right. It's like I the way I did it, I intended it to be this way. I didn't mean that. And then you can have like that conversation. And it's like it's really cool. So it's like. Um, talking about that has like helped our relationship because then she can point out like, it's like, Oh, I didn't know that this is like, I was doing this, which was causing you to feel this. Yeah, going full circle. It's the quantification. How do you mean? It's, it's, you're, you're quantifying emotions, which are impossible to quantify. Yeah. It's you're, hard. You're doing your best to do it. Yes. And it, it's not, in, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's definitely hard. It's, it's like, tough. It makes it easier to. Like, it's so funny that you say, like, quantification. There's, there's no tickers. You're just going off what you feel. What you feel, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, we'll have, like, these conversations um, where, like, I really want to go to this restaurant, right? It's like, but I really don't want to go to this restaurant. Right. Um, sometimes we'll say, like, well, I 95%, like, feel you, like you I want. You assign a value. Like, I, I want to go to this restaurant. Okay, well, if it's that important to you, like, I'll go, right? Yeah. It's like, but, okay, I want to go to this restaurant, but I don't want to go to this restaurant. Well, like, how badly do you want to go to, eh, like, 55%. It's like, well, what about this? I feel 75% about this Chinese restaurant, right? So, well, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, but, well, like, 
based off of like how emotionally pulled we are towards something and we'll make decisions based off of that and like we'll concede slash give slash like accept um based on what the numbers are based off of like how you feel about it right and we're trying our best to quantify if that kind of makes sense that's a fun experiment i gotta try that yeah i I like it right because like it's because i I, i'll like i'm just going to be honest with it like hey i i want to go eat asian food She's like, I'm like, do not want to eat Asian food. How badly do you want to eat Asian food? Well, I would like some Asian food, so but like, not. I could eat something else. So maybe I'm like sixty percent, right? Right. Well, I'm at a hundred percent. Like, don't want to eat Asian food. It's like, okay. Well, what about next? Right. How do you feel about a burrito? Yeah, it was like, I could go for a burrito. I'm like seventy percent. Well, I'm eighty percent. I was like, okay, let's go to burrito. Yeah, don't like, sold. Yeah, it's 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 unique way of doing it. I haven't heard anybody doing that before so i i like i like that we came up with that if that makes sense that is a whole different conversation that i think we're running low on time for. yeah the um yeah the english language does not have the capability for a lot of stuff but yeah either way i had i had a great time Dude, did you have a good too. time yeah absolutely Dude, these are awesome <laughs> big old high five all yeah. right shall we do it again yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we should. I would love to um, get like more minds here, so we can like bounce off more ideas too. That'd we be cool. should. We'll get Chelsea and Matt next time. Yeah, that sounds great. We may have to do it mobile so that everyone's on the same mm-hmm. thing, but right. it wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't think. Yeah, sounds good. All right, this was fun. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, guys.